It's Mike, your host of Get the Word, an etymology podcast for word nerds. We'll talk about the history and origin of words in English. If you're coming over from the English sessions, well, then I'll give you an even bigger welcome, loyal listener. Get the Word, an etymology podcast for word nerds, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Nerds by Nerds Production. Welcome back to the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. Josh, Tammy, and Ben here today. We had another trip to the movies. It was fun again. Looks like that might be getting taken away from us again soon. Well, time will tell. But for now, we'll keep doing it. And uh, today we're going to review The Suicide Squad. Hell yeah. And I don't think it's any spoiler to say we all loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have. We did. Uh, The three of us are unanimous. We absolutely love this. This is a great movie for everyone. Very weird reports all over the internet for this one. Oh, my God. Everywhere. People are like, it's amazing, which it is amazing. And then they're like, record highs for a rated R movie during the pandemic. And it's like, yeah, right there you go. And then it's like, this movie's killing it with critics, but it bombed at the box office. And I'm like, well, which one is it? (laughs) How can it be the highest grossing rated R movie, but then be a bomb? Like, if we weren't in a pandemic, this movie would have made like $800 million this weekend. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, There's a lot of people that are just upset with it because it doesn't have the same feel as the first one. Good. And me me personally, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Me personally, I think it blew the first one out of the yeah, water. That's the best part about this movie. It's nothing like the first one. But everybody knows that I just have an affinity for James Gunn. I think his work is amazing, so you can't. It, it it's is, just He needs to, I think, maybe step away from the superhero stuff a little bit. Maybe show us what else you can do. Yeah, I'd like to see something else that's not superhero, but still, you know, James Gunn style. He he just has an aesthetic that I just absolutely love. Yeah, I mean, why not run with it? Because it's like before this, uh, he was working for the studio that made like Toxic Avengers. Yeah. Troma. <laughs> he was working for there just doing like low budget, like gore movies. But yeah, I guess uh, we'll non-spoiler this a little bit. We'll just talk generally about what we've what we liked and, and stuff like that in the cast. And then we'll do uh, a full spoiler part where we just talk about all the stuff we liked. But uh, Tammy, let's start with you. What did you think overall? How did you, how did you feel about the movie? I really liked it overall. It was, it was a good fun movie and you're right. It's nothing like the first one, <laughs> It is nothing, which either. is awesome. <laughs> Someone asked me the yesterday if there was a great soundtrack cause it's James Gunn, like guardians. And I'm like, maybe i don't rem- i feel like the visuals were more a thing in this one than soundtrack because there was all those cool there's like cool environmental like title cards i guess oh, that's yeah. not that's not really a spoiler they're just like it's like this is what we're doing this is where we are but it'll be like if they're in the forest it's written in vines if they're in the city yeah. it's written with like broken down buildings and stuff so <laughs> so it did I have a good remember, soundtrack yeah i don't remember the soundtrack really neither do i but i wasn't well, paying okay. attention for that really so it didn't have like a like a guardians of the galaxy first movie epic soundtrack you know like everybody knew every song from the 80s but it did have a good mix of 
of music. It was a really good themed uh, yeah, all across probably, the board. It probably just blended a little easier because they're not in fucking outer space where you're not expecting <laughs> to hear like American 70s music. <laughs> True. Come on, it was great. People on a helicopter and CCRs playing, that's like pretty normal. <laughs> but it was good. They did. They have a good soundtrack. I, I paid attention to that. I don't know exactly what songs played. Like when he did Guardians of the Galaxy 2, he did side B music for that. He did people recognize the songs, but they didn't know what they were because they were side B songs. And that's what he did with this one. Yeah. But what did you so. think, Ben? What did you what did you think of the movie overall? Honestly, uh, start to finish, it, it grabbed my attention. I, I couldn't I couldn't uh, eat my food because it was all gone. Uh, but <laughs> no, it just kept my attention the whole time. There was no downtime. There's no, oh, God, what's going to happen next? It was always go, go, go. And I thought the storyline was perfect. It was more comic booky storyline for me uh, versus the other one, which was just a getting to know you storyline versus yeah. the first one. Yeah, and it definitely like embraces the ridiculousness of what they're actually doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. which I feel like is comic booky in itself. I thought it was great. I thought it followed the story well. I thought the the graphics were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. To me, it was just an overall hit movie. Yeah, I I really loved it, and it's definitely a, a comedy. I mean, it's an action comedy because there's a lot of brutal shit in this, but. It's definitely a comedy, even though there, you know, there'll be a serious element here or there. But so same with like Guardians of the Galaxy and everything. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Just a little more brutal. Can I ask you guys your opinion on John Cena's acting ability? Uh, he's he's definitely <laughs> not a bad actor. He's just like I heard people before this came out like raving, being like, "Oh, he kills it as usual with comedy stuff," but he he really impresses more with his serious scenes in this. And I'm like, I don't really feel like he had any serious scenes. Like, I guess kind of maybe that one thing at the end they were that was a little serious, but I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't he didn't really say anything in the, the, that moment. So like, <laughs> I just think he's in. Uh, I'm gonna piss off a lot of people. I just think he's another WWE wrestler that wants to act that just needs a lot more time. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's bad. I mean, there's a lot worse, Mm -hmm. but there is, I mean, I've, I've seen triple H try to act and that's just awful. Like, (laughs) I mean, the rocks, the highest paid guy in Hollywood. And I don't, he's the same character in every fucking movie. He's, he's not a great actor. Agreed. You're never, never going to see The Rock in like an indie movie, some art house piece where he plays like a fucking psychiatrist or something like that. <laughs> it's always like his size is what it's all about. But at yeah. least in this, he, he, and it is odd because it is James Gunn, but he is Batista in this movie. He's Drax the Destroyer. Yes. Yes. With the dry he, lines. He the... seems good because his character calls to be a person that acts the way that John Cena just happens to act. Right. Just like Batista being Drax, it was like, oh, you need someone like dry and wooden. Like, yeah, get someone who's not that great of an actor. But he does do a good job. It's just easier because it fits closer to their personality. Like, Batista's doing a lot of other shit, but I mean, nothing's really popping off. Yeah. (laughs) He's not a leading man yet. Yeah. I mean, it's perfectly fine to just be a good actor. Not everybody has to be a great actor. Like, they're both competent enough. Yeah, he pulls off some of his lines I thought were fantastic, but other times it's just so clunky. 
I, I, that's the only way I can say it is he's clunky. And I, I probably do to his size. Yeah. Tammy, what's that bud doing for you? Um, it's not too big. Honestly. Oh, come on. John it's, Cena and tidy whiteys. Jesus. No, I mean, they didn't want to see. I think it's too much muscle. Great, great cheese on those abs. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Dry out your laundry. Jesus. <laughs> this is, it's just too, there's too much. Like Ryan Reynolds isn't, has like the abs and I would did great trees off of those abs, but he's not as bulky as John Cena is. And there's too much bulk to John Cena. He's, he's he is very large. large. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> very yeah, large. Let's, uh, let's run through this cast a little bit. We'll start with it. Idris Elba. I love Idris Elba. He knocks it out of the park as always. Oh my God. He crushed the comedy too. I, I'd never seen him do comedy. I just looked at his Twitter page before this and he put out like a rap song. No he shit. He put out like a rap album. He's like, here's my new new single. And it was like a music video and everything. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to have to go look that up. He's in like into everything. He has like a documentary series on like Hulu where he went to uh, like India and become a fucking kickboxer and shit. Damn. Yeah. He's just a very impressive man all the way around. I say he, give him the 007 role. Let's do this. Yeah. No, I take him as 007. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He'd crush it. And there were a lot of complaints before the movie that they were just replacing Will Smith with Idris Elba. Good. Because he's black and because Bloodsport is basically Deadshot, the exact same character. And then we, so is Peacemaker. Like, it's just one of those perfect game people. Um, so, I, I mean, I think uh, his character had better weapons than, than Deadshot, definitely. Oh, yeah. His yeah. weapons were impressive. His weapons were definitely comic booky. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> they were great. But uh, a, I don't mind it because I love Idris Elba. And B, apparently, like that is the case. They replaced Will Smith because they knew they they only had X amount of time with James Gunn, so they had to get this done. So they're like, I mean, that's why. So uh, there are other people that didn't return either. Like it's just like we're filming this now. If you're available, you're available. If you're not, yeah. you're not. Yeah, so listen, like I keep saying about the first movie, that was the Margot Robbie Will Smith movie. That's all I got out of the original. Yeah, and well, it's like, and I also think it's it's because Will Smith probably wouldn't agree to get killed off either, and they just leave right. that out because exactly. he, I'm sure he could have spent a day on set and got killed off in this in the you know real quick. The people were dying mm -hmm. left and right, pretty much. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the uh, fodder team. <laughs> yeah. No spoil. We're Operation no Human Shield. <laughs> uh, I'll kind of leave out the people that were returning because they were all great, anyways. Like Viola Davis is crazier than fucking ever. Oh my god, she killed it in this one. <laughs> yeah, she, she was, was insane. She was just awesome. It was a little bit of a rehash, though. Like we'll get into that, but it was she didn't really have much character development at all. Well, she acted like her comic book character perfectly. Yeah. But uh, so. Joel Joel Kinnaman returned to Drick Flag. He was great. Margot Robbie returned as Harley Quinn. I I, I guess I probably liked her. I liked her more in this than I liked her in Suicide mm -hmm. Squad. I, I liked her yeah. more in this than I liked her in anything she's been in uh, for that character. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we we had uh, King Shark, who was the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, voiced <laughs> voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, he was fantastic. Um, 
Who else? There are some like less, lesser name, lesser known people that do have a big part in this movie because uh, we I had just, Weasel. Weasel, Weasel, yep. <laughs> Weasel was hilarious. <laughs> Think super ah. like off-putting, ah. <laughs> very <laughs> off-putting. He was gross. He was so gross. With David Daskmal, I don't even know how to say his last name. Poke, polka dot man. Polka dot man. Yeah, he's been <laughs> in a lot of things. He was an Ant Man. He was the uh, the Russian in Ant Man. Yeah, David Dastmalchion. <laughs> It's very hard. There's a lot of a lot of letters in that. Yeah, but yeah, he's the Russian guy in Ant Man. He was the guy the Harvey Dent tortures in the Dark Knight. He is yeah. all all over comic book stuff. He's been in a lot of comic book stuff, and it's funny because in this movie, there's a quick scene where he's getting picked on by Calendar Man. But he, this guy just voiced Calendar Man in the Long Halloween animated movie. Oh, I can't wait to see the rest of that. So he's getting picked on by a character that he also plays. <laughs> Man, see, it all comes around. Daniela Melchor played Ratcatcher 2. I did enjoy that she was not the first iteration. That is very comic booky <laughs> as well. From whatever whatever her native tongue is. She did the she did the dub for Into the Spider-Verse. She played Spider-Gwen. Oh no shit. Well yeah. that's cool. But yeah, Ratcatcher 2 was great. It was, some of the sound was a little like like sometimes the music would be high or whatever, and it would be hard to understand what she was saying at some points. It, she did have a, a very soft spoken. She was very soft spoken. But there was uh I really liked her as a character, so I was happy to happy to see new characters that fucking kill it. Yeah, she was super optimistic. Her whole character was optimistic all the time, even though yeah. she'd gone through a shit ton of tragedy in her life. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely I have a lot more to say about her when we get into the actual Good. story. Other than that, I think the only other person to really mention is uh Peter Capaldi as the thinker. <laughs> The guy with all the stuff on his head, Tammy. Yeah, yeah. good old Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was Doctor Who, and now he played a pretty good, like, psycho. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I liked him. I, I I thought he was wonderful. I'm, I'm not a huge Doctor Who fan. I mean, I've tried watching, and I don't get into him very much, but this man's acting was, was superb. I thought he played the character very well. And then T- Tammy, well, I'll name one last character that isn't really, he does not played by an actor. Tammy, w- were you su- extremely surprised by the appearance of Starro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> were you shocked that like, the main what? villain was a 200-foot tall starfish? <laughs> nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, Starro's in this, if you've seen the trailer, and it's fantastic. It was Damn done it. perfectly. <sighs> but yeah, let's uh, let's run through... Um, as much as we can, spoiler free, we'll just kind of go over the the main crux of the story here. It, this is kind of it's not like a soft reboot. They're just kind of making a sequel without mentioning any of the events of the first one. They're just like this exists, and you know the drill. Like you get mm-hmm. a bomb in your neck, and you go do go kill people for us. And if you live, you live, and you get ten ten years knocked off your sentence. And bro, it's all good. We forgot Michael Rooker. <laughs> Well, no, we'll get we'll get. Everyone been the knows biggest name. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say why. Well, I, I basically didn't. I want to talk about him in spoilers. Okay, all right. um, let's do that. But yeah, they're being sent to Corto Maltese, off of a. Where is that? That's off of South America, right? Somewhere they said somewhere in the jungle. Yeah, and uh, basically there is like a a laboratory there. 
that needs to they need to like take it down because there's some secret experiment and like the the government that was in place were real peaceful with the u.s but the the people in charge were assassinated and these two radicals took over so they're worried they would attack the u.s with whatever the secret project is so the suicide squad sent in to to take care of that what else can we say that isn't spoilery (laughs) (laughs) i don't really know they go yeah, yeah. They, they go. go they do their Sue. thing, and it's comedy related. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of funny parts and gory parts, but yeah, there isn't much you can really talk to talk about this movie without. It's every scene is something that somebody would want to see. Yeah, so there, there Tony, there wasn't of, any downtime uh, at all. There isn't a lot of spoilers you can give. Um, so yeah, we'll just we'll jump into spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you'd be listening to this anyways. But if you haven't and you don't want things ruined for you. Uh, that's our take on it. We all loved it. We all give it. I give it fucking five stars. I'd watch that shit anytime. Oh hell yeah! Yep, absolutely. Five staros is what I give it. Yeah, <laughs> yep, five star, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, all spoilers from here on out. We're just gonna kind of talk about. It. We'll walk through it, but we'll point out uh, the parts we especially liked. So we start with Michael Rooker as a savant who's. Yet another guy that seemingly has perfect aim. Like that must that's the most common superpower in the world. Perfect <laughs> yep. aim. It's anything he wants. Um with any object, with any object, apparently. And he's pretty much this there to be that character that Viola Davis shows up in a man as Amanda Waller and is like, you know the deal. This is your first time out. We're gonna put this bomb in your neck. And then like they show everything she's saying happening while she's saying it. And she's like, Here's your team. Rick Flag's in charge still and it's a team of rick flag captain boomerang's back he's still oh, yeah. alive um mongol who i think is the sister of mongol i Mongo. think Mongo's so. like a big dark side looking guy but he's not as strong as dark side um they just announced yesterday that mongol's gonna be the bad guy in aquaman 2 yeah, which is fine because I always feel like Superman beats the shit out of Mongol, so I don't really Please want to see him in a Superman me. movie. <laughs> Please tell me they have Michael Dorn doing his voice or acting in that role because that's the only person I want to see doing it. That's who, that's who does it in the Batman uh, cartoons and the Superman cartoons. It's yeah. Michael Dorn. Um, but yeah, he's set up and it's, uh, yeah, who else is in their group? Mongol. Weasel. Weasel. Like, Six foot tall weasel beast. <laughs> the creepiest googly eyes yeah he's got really uh, creepy eyes he's very like who's that saturday night live guy the guy from saturday night live was in there what was his pete name? pete davidson davis. yeah. yeah who did yeah. he play i don't know what his character was he also had a lot of guns so i'm assuming he was uh <laughs> he was also just a guy with perfect name <laughs> um, there was the other guy uh do you think they were trying to make a point <laughs> Yeah, T- everybody has guns. Everybody TDK has was yeah. played by Nathan Fillion, who is the uh, he can like separate his limbs from his body. <laughs> That's right, because his name was the Detachable Kid. Yeah, yeah TDK. Who doesn't love Nathan Fillion though? Yeah, he pops up in a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> he pops up in like every James Gunn thing, so he's like his Good. lucky charm because he's a uh, he plays one of the prisoners, the CGI prisoners, the one that Groot shoves his fingers up his nose in the first Guardians oh, yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah. And then in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, when you can see his grandparents driving, there's posters for a Wonder Man movie and <laughs> Nathan Fillion's Wonder Man. Awesome. 
Yeah, I don't remember anyone else on the team, but they all it all turned Harley. out that they're oh yes, and then Harley. Yeah, Harley was there. I think I think we got them all. I do. Yeah. I knew it was you. It doesn't super matter because they get to the drop point and everyone jumps out and it is immediately revealed that Weasel cannot swim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody knew this. He drowns immediately. <laughs> Savant pulls his body to the shore and is like, This guy's dead. And uh then it turns out that <laughs> Pete Davidson uh, ratted them out to the Colton Maltese <laughs> government, but he gets his face blown off. <laughs> like first shot, boom! Yeah, took it's nuts. Uh, Loved it. And then, so wait, let's let's backtrack just one second. Does is it just me or does Savant give you an Omega Red feel? He looks like Omega Red. <laughs> he does with that long white hair and the freaking red shirt. It's like, come on. Um. Yeah, he's like albino. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, all shit goes sideways uh mongol takes down a helicopter that sets her on fire so i'm assuming she just weighed too much like she's ultra heavy so when she grabbed hold of that thing that's why it went crazy well yeah i, I think she's strong and when she grabbed it it fucking <laughs> spun it out of control it, it on did it, on its way down it chopped up a palm tree that launched giant uh splinters all through captain, captain boomerang's yeah. face and then the helicopter exploded and blew him to pieces <laughs> I was really sad about that. I, I actually audibly went, oh, my God, because mm-hmm. I want I wanted him to survive this one. But apparently, he's oh, the, the one person we forgot was Javelin. Oh, oh yeah. Javelin. Played by, oh. I think, German Flula Boer, who's a comedian know. and he's fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. He looked way too much like uh, Booster Gold for me. He did look a little bit like Booster <laughs> Gold. Um, and he is he is lit up like RoboCop. Um, he gives Harley Quinn his spear, <laughs> which was hilarious because he died mid-sentence and she was like screaming at his dead body. <laughs> she was cracking him in the face to wake him up. He was already dead. Yeah, we find out that there was a, a a team two sent around to the other side of the island. So that team was basically sent in as cannon fodder to draw attention away from the other crew that was going in. <laughs> and if they cut back to uh, Viola Davis just smiling. Because she knows that team's getting annihilated and she doesn't care. Yeah, Rick Flag's like, we need extraction. And she's like, no, that's not our nah. thing here. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't know who you are. Stop talking to me on this channel. <laughs> um, but the other team consists of Bloodsport, which is a Elba, uh, Rat Ratcatcher 2, who has a like weather wand that she can control rats with, uh, King Shark, <laughs> and uh polka dot man and peacemaker which peacemaker is john cena they they go and camp out they can like see explosions and hear gunfire and stuff and they're like what's that and man was like don't worry about that that's just a that's just something to distract them <laughs> all your heroes are getting torn apart then what they camp out they just wakes up seeing polka dot man throwing up polka dots in the woods because he had gotten like covered in these huge boils that look like lit up polka dots underneath his skin so it's an infection it's a interdimensional infection yeah he later explains his mom worked at star labs and she wanted to create superheroes so she infected all of his brothers and sisters and him with uh interdimensional virus and he's basically he's one of the only ones that survived but he if he doesn't expel his energy he'll explode basically so he he has to if he doesn't use it he has to like throw it up he has to expel it twice a day. If he doesn't do it twice a day, he'll die. 
Um, and he also sure. hates his mom, so <laughs> he's I don't, he has I some don't weird behavior that yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, the dance club scene. He was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone he sees looks like his mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, literally, like every living being he sees looks like his mom. <laughs> yep. They use your imagination. They're making their way to this place called Jodenheim. Oh, we forgot that uh, King Shark tried to eat Ratchcatcher too. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> after Pokemon Man is done throwing up, Idris Elba looks over and King Shark's got Ratcatcher too, like halfway in his mouth. <laughs> Hungry. So he's in like a blood rage. So uh, Bloodshot just keeps shooting him. Bloodsport? I'm going to keep calling him Bloodshot. Blood yeah, it's Bloodsport. So remember the movie. Remember yeah. the movie Bloodsport. Um, that'll, I think that comes back up later, too. But yeah, he just keeps shooting him till he stays down, and then Ratcatcher's like the nicest person in the world. She really is. Oh, she yeah. trying to be friends yeah. with him at that point? She's like the nicest lady in the world. She's just like, hey, if we were friends, you would need us, right? And he's like, yeah, but I don't have any friends. And she's like, we'll be your friends. And he's like, okay, I guess I won't eat nobody. Num nums. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's that's a lot more eloquently than he actually speaks because he speaks in like broken sentences. Um, <laughs> they go, they get, they get word that Rick Flag is alive and he's been captured, so they go to this base and <laughs> uh, Bloodsport and Peacemaker have a like dick measuring competition of who can kill people the best. Uh, so well, they were like, told they were told by Amanda Waller that Rick Flagg was captured by the enemy and to kill with extreme prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to kill everybody to get him back. So they they kind of one they're shooting, exactly that. They're shooting fans into the bathtubs. <laughs> they're stabbing the shit out of people. They're setting people on fire. And, but Slitting it turns, their throats, yeah. <laughs> which the awesome. whole time you're like dying laughing at this. And then it turns out that Rick Flagg was rescued by Freedom Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> and that this is the like face of the freedom fighters and they just killed everybody <laughs> so uh now i didn't ba- see nobody now basically they have to become the freedom fighters for this for this uh i don't know country i don't island i don't know what what <laughs> culture maltese actually is i don't i don't know what it is um I'd at this research at this time you see pretty much all of harley quinn parts in the trailer she's been taken by like the new president to be like her his wife and they have this like romantic montage of like seeing birds and all this shit and and then he starts telling her how like uh he wants to take over the world and kill everybody and she just kills him immediately yeah oh, this is after she bangs the shit out of him yeah she does bang it. <laughs> it's all about those red flags she promised yeah. herself you're killing kids is not what I see. <laughs> yeah, but basically, uh, yeah, the thing that's being worked on at Yodenheim is Starro, which is something the Americans found in space the first time they went in outer space. It was just this star, short little starfish floating around, but it would release like spores of little versions of himself that would help him like control people. And like basically, he could turn the whole world into his own like one being. Um, yeah, he, the more the more people that he attached to, the more powerful he became. Yeah, the thinker has been working with him for like thirty years, just kind of like doing weird experiments and shit. And being a mega pervert. 
Was he? I went to the bathroom at one point and I came back. Oh yeah. And everyone hated him and I don't know what I missed. <laughs> they, when they when they go and talk to like they like go to the, the place and they're in there and they're walking by and they're like, Help us, he's being mean to us, he's doing this, and one lady's like, and he's touching us like inappropriately it's kind of gross. thing. Yeah. Oh, and he smart. just kind of like makes his face like what? what? <laughs> now I can't watch him in Doctor Who ever. It's gonna be <laughs> creepy. Oh, but yeah, they're like, we're going to blow this up. And as just like in the last movie, it's turned out there's like sneaky reasons why Amanda Waller wanted this place blown up because they wanted all the American involvement in this project wiped out because it was being like funded by the American government. Yeah. Um, that's when we find out that Peacemaker was also told that he is to make sure no information leaves the island. So he's like a double agent. And then him and Rick Flagg start fighting to the death. And then he kills Rick Flagg. And it was super oh, crazy oh, and fucked up. It was so bad. The graphics were phenomenal in that part though. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think we needed the zoomed in 3D image of his heart <laughs> being his heart? stabbed. Yeah. His body. <laughs> they just but, wanted to make you sure they wanted to make sure you knew he was dead. <laughs> yeah. And then rat uh, rat catcher's there because uh uh, Rick Flag was going to take a hard drive and he's like fuck you like I don't care I'm exposing this shit and uh, once he was dead Ratcatcher grabbed the hard drive and uh, she ran off with it oh uh, we also forget to mention that uh, Bloodsport hates rats <laughs> he's scared yeah, of rats she, she has That's... a little rat that hangs out with her yeah who waves at people <laughs> it's so cute <laughs> he is cute <laughs> um, yeah stuff is happening the building the building's falling apart Bloodsport kills John Cena, he shoots him in the neck. Well, that's because he was trying to kill Ratcatcher. Yeah, he was going to yeah. kill Ratcatcher. And jo- uh, uh, yeah, Bloodsport said he was going to keep her safe and get her out of there alive. Because she reminded him of her, yeah. his daughter, of his own kid. So mm-hmm. there's a yeah. there's a touching story there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of one of those things, though. It's like they make Bloodsport into basically a hero. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really even seem like that bad of a guy. He just seems like a superhero <laughs> that shoots people. But he kept telling everybody how bad of a person he was the whole time. Yeah. Guy. Anytime anyone gave him like a compliment, he'd be like, no. But I mean, and if anyone deserves to be a bad person, <laughs> this kid, this guy's like his dad was an ass- assassin and he like trained him from birth to become an assassin. So he like mm-hmm. tortured the shit out of him. That's why he hates rats. His dad like locked him in a box full of rats to hungry rats. Teach him a lesson. Hungry, hungry rats. Yeah. But I when I felt I feel like when I heard that I was like, well just get get to snapping necks immediately. Like just start <laughs> oh. grabbing rats and fucking <laughs> fuck that. It's you were the rats. Yeah, don't be a don't be a bitch about it. Just kill him. <laughs> yeah. Go for it hard and fast. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, the building finally like crumble crumbles though, and Starro is released upon the world. King Shark had met that he just wandered oh. into this like aquarium room. Yeah, yes. it's, it's the one of the best scenes. And he pe- met these little like what were they like uh, like sea anemones? Like, <laughs> yeah, like octopus, but with no legs. Yeah, they're like a jello mold with like tentacles. <laughs> it was like and, a like, jellyfish with like a a head. Yeah. And because yeah. uh, because King Shark was kind of feeling alone because everyone just kept leaving him and they are treating him like he's stupid. And he's like, oh, I made friends. Um, but then the bombs are blowing up and it like 
cracks the aquarium and he uh he gets attacked by these fucking <laughs> by sea animals <laughs> that want actually have like rows of razor sharp teeth in their mouth and they're just biting the shit out of him harley and Bloodsport and polka dot man are with a man named what is his name the guy she, she thinks it's, she winds up thinking it's Bloodsport's name oh yeah it's um <laughs> crap what was his name wasn't started with an m Milton. 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 Yeah. It was yeah, Milton. Milton. <laughs> they had this driver named Milton who just wound up tagging along and no one knew he was there until he died. <laughs> Milton's been Polka here. Polka Dot Man knew he was there. Yeah, Polka Dot Man's like, I really liked Milton this whole time. I just didn't say anything. <laughs> he was a really nice person. Yeah, and everybody's like, who's Milton? <laughs> we like the guy. It's like, who's Milton with the bus driver? <laughs> like, he was here. So then what happened? Yeah, Star is unleashed on the world. They're going to leave. They're like, fuck it. This isn't our problem. But then they kind of uh, muster up the the strength to be like, well, well, we can't let the whole world die. Yeah, they were told to leave by Waller. She's like, get out yep. because it's, it's their problem now. The U.S. has nothing to do with it. And they defied Waller by going back. Yeah, and she was going to freak out and kill everybody, but they beat her over the head with a pipe. <laughs> her <laughs> own team in the office. It was awesome. Because yep. they were like, you're not really going to kill uh blood sports kid if he doesn't listen yep. to you and she's like Fuck right. yeah i am i'm crazy so i'm just saying who wouldn't love to just smack their boss yeah, Hell yeah. something in the back of the skull with a pipe. yeah and just shut <laughs> him up for a while hit him with a putting with a, with a, with a putter that's Ugh. but uh yeah so they go to town uh trying to kill starro Polka Dot Man unleashes on him, takes one of his legs off because he thinks it's a giant version of his mother. <laughs> um, but then he gets he gets squished. R.I.P. Immediately. Polka Dot Man. Immediately. Poor Har- man. Harley realizes that the, the whole reason she was given the javelin was to stab Starro in the eyeball. <laughs> and then uh, he is taken down by all the rats on Kotor Maltese, which apparently there are billions billions um yeah that was a little much for me that part i don't believe it not one bit yeah well there was that part before where she got a bunch of rats too and it was like the entire jungle was full of rats it's like (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) i mean there's a lot of rats in the jungle but man oh man that place was full of them and then when poor Starro is dying, he's he speaks through a person who's his little Starro stuck to and says, I was I was happier just floating around in space by myself. Yeah, staring at the stars. So he's not yeah. really a bad guy. He's just like he was trying put to survive. In that position. Yeah. So poor Starro. But his but, his fight or flight was I'm gonna take over this planet and fuck y'all. Yeah, he says, This <laughs> is my island. Leave me alone. Yep. And yeah, they they have a talk with Amanda Waller and like we have this all backed up this higher drive backed up on a, like a server so if you kill any of us this will go public so just like let us go and she's like all right so she yep, just she, made- she just let a, a giant shark man and a couple <laughs> of killer assassins go yep the only one I'm that should have like been let go was rat catcher she didn't really do anything that wrong she only robbed a store or <laughs> She grabbed a bank. Let her have it. She's adorable. Yeah, <laughs> she is. Yep, she was one of my favorites, definitely. But overall, like, I don't have anything bad to say about this movie. I think it was all great. Like, 
we're not gonna t- we're not gonna tell you everything that happened just so like it's not ruined for you nope. on a rewatch but it's just like it was just really great i loved <laughs> what were the after credit scenes uh weasel's not dead. Uh, we- weasel wakes <laughs> up and runs into dead. the woods <laughs> <laughs> he spits all the water out and gets up and awkwardly runs into the jungle um, and then the after credits, we find out that Peacemaker is still alive, just kind of to spin into the Peacemaker show that he's getting on HBO Max. Yep. Which sucks, because for like a split second, I really, really was hoping that it was, it was Rick flag. Flag. Rick flag. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, he made it! Oh, this is amazing! And then they should have <laughs> been like, shit! Not this asshole. What else? Yeah, but I mean, it's a little easier to have a shot to the side of the neck than it is getting stabbed in the heart with a broken toilet. Yeah, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> yeah, overall, go see that shit. This is not a bomb. This is one of, if not the best DC movie we've gotten so far. It's definitely up there. I think it is one of the best. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to play in a repeat uh, every day on my lunch. I'm watching it. I'm watching it to fall asleep at night to go to bed. It's just <laughs> I just can't get enough of it. It's it's that good for me. I definitely want to rewatch it again. It was definitely rewatchable. So yeah, hell's yeah, yeah. So two thumbs up. Multiple rewatches. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for uh, listening to that. We hope uh, let us know what you thought of the movie, even if you hated it. Well, we're down to hear it. Uh, you can do that by contacting us on Twitter, FMBM Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, FMBN the number four and the letter U. What else? You can find our merchandise on our Threadless store, fmbn.threadless.com. We've got all sorts of hats, stickers, hoodies, uh, shower curtains. You think of it, you can get it with our cool-ass logos on it. So, um, Tammy, what's your YouTube information? Uh, I have a gaming YouTube channel. You can find us at The Nearly Dead Duo on YouTube. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nearly Dead Duo. Hell yes. Me and Ben are going to be on there soon. We're going to be playing Mario Golf. Heck yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, All right. Yes, yeah, so we will be back on Friday with mm, Tammy, I'll let you pick. Which one of the ones we've done so far do you want me to put out? We've got a uh, bit of a backlog. Jeez, I don't even remember what we've done. All right, we'll make it a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a surprise these days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you on Friday with something, probably something scary, because we did a few scary ones. We did. Um, so I am Josh. I am Ben. And I'm Tammy. And this is the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends. Hey, everyone. I hope you like that. But we have a basically bonus episode within this episode for you. I get together with Chris from the Geek Peak Podcast, Matt from Hop's Geeks News, and Martin and Nick from the Effin' Nerds Podcast. And we did a little more in-depth of a review and breakdown of this movie. So here is that. It was really fun. Enjoy. What up, everybody? This is Chris from the Geek Peak Podcast, joined by all of the friends. The, all of uh, Chris's four friends that he has in real life. Every friend that I've ever had is in this uh, in this podcast recording. We did this What's just to tell Chris's mom to be like, hey, look, he really does have friends. Just leave him alone for a minute. Yeah, guys, we actually need everyone to disguise their voice every now and then to make it look like there's more people in the chat. Yeah. You know, to make it's it look actually- like it's-
This is actually an intervention. Chris, you need to stop telling people we're friends. <laughs> oh my God. I literally came on here in a big ambush. <laughs> Take us away, Chris. You fucking suck. <laughs> All right. Does anyone else want to introduce themselves? This is Nick from the FNRs podcast. And this is Martin from the FNRs podcast, the other half. I am Josh from the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Hi, Josh. Oh. <laughs> and this is Matt from Hops Geek News. I'm sorry I don't have nerds in my name. Am I allowed here still? No. No, get, get the, the fuck, fuck out. out. Get out of here. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. When I go to tag one of you guys in something, I like hit the F and then it brings you both up. And I actually always, without fail, I'll tag the wrong one at first. But I'm like, fuck it. I mean, this applies to both of them anyway. <laughs> Dude, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've been tagged in something and it was meant for Josh. And I'm like, I'm like, no, that's four nerds binders. <laughs> Somebody did that yesterday. They were like, we love FMB, and why don't you check out this? And I'm like, you do? You you don't even follow us? I don't. Know. <laughs> Dude, the geeks and the nerds all in one space together, and we are talking the Suicide Squad. And I think it's safe to say that consensus amongst the five of us here today, the masters of our own beds of knowledge we all agree this movie fucking rocks agree period absolutely and i gave it a 9.5 i'm gonna be real i gave it that highest score i'm gonna I gave it a it. nine yeah i think we're all in that sort of nine to nine point five range so to speak. Yeah. yeah i literally said in my review that i i didn't have anything bad to say about this movie <laughs> yeah man like when it came to, to when it came to grading it i was literally just nitpicking it was like little things here and there yeah, yeah, that maybe that maybe you could have done with that, but doesn't didn't necessarily hurt the movie. It was just like little shit here and there. But yeah, man, this movie's awesome. That's actually why Lauren isn't here. She gave it a seven point five. So I was like, get out. You're not invited. <laughs> You're not, invited. <laughs> not invited. Seats taken. Sorry. <laughs> this is hey, Lauren, what you what you what you what you give Black Widow? Huh? I want to see. What I think uh, she honestly, I think she liked Black Widow more. But you know, I'm gonna let her defend herself on that one. <laughs> she, I don't have her back because she doesn't have leave my it. back with V. Yeah, I was gonna say so. leaving her on the beach there on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's start with the stuff that we loved about this. So stylistically, this movie was just a blast to watch. Like even the the chapter headings for throughout the film, and when they did that first one with the blood in the water. Yeah, I was like squealing. <laughs> I was so happy. Like Warner Brothers presents that yeah. shit was pretty rad. I like their use of uh, turning the the background or whatever it is into like kind of what's happening next or where are they now, like the Jotunheim and things like that. That was pretty dope. Yeah, like, it, uh, well, I say I think it gave the movie a nice structure overall. Like like you were almost reading like a comic book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there are a lot of com- more comic book elements in this movie that you would see you won't you won't see in like Batman, Superman, stuff like that. This really embraces the ridiculousness of comic books. Well, yeah, especially a comic book like this, because when you think about Suicide Squad in general, it is like a wacky. It is like your, it is like your band of misfits, so to speak. So you know, Gunn really taps into that um, kind of sensibility that he that he has when he worked with other bands of misfits misfits and marvel and he just brought all the flavor to this movie and it's just like so much of that james gunn sensibility just works so well with all these characters 
Yeah. I did. Did you guys hear the rumor that he just like went through the least popular characters in DC yeah. and was like, yeah. these guys are going to the Suicide Squad? Because I <laughs> think that's incredible. Well, that's that was like, one of the reasons why Polka Dot Man got picked because he was like, what's the most ridiculous like villain you could think of? And he landed on Polka Dot Man and he ended up giving him probably one of the like one of the most humanity type of characters DC's ever had, which is crazy to think about. That's fucking Polka Dot Man. <laughs> he had mom issues too, but his mom issues worked a little bit more here. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. They were. Um, I'm surprised he didn't bring in like Condiment King or something. Yeah, like that. I was just like, I, that. Yeah, I would have been like that. Would have been really much in his wheelhouse regarding everyone else who he picked, right. but uh, or Kite Man. Really oh, yeah, on that but Kite Man's not really like page. a. I don't know if Kite Man is. Ah, I mean, if you brought in Kite Man, that would have been fucking incredible. But it works so well on the Harley Quinn show. So it's like, yeah. why would you want to step on that? You know? Right. <clears throat> you were dialed in. I had notes for this episode. And one of the things I wanted to bring up is how I want Condiment King and Kite Man in the next Suicide Squad <laughs> film. So dude. that is hilarious. Well, have you guys watched the Harley Quinn show? By any oh, dude, that show yeah, is love so, it. Good. It's so, so good. So good. And Kite Man, and like, Kite Man really uh, won me over in that. Sh- I mean, I already, I, to be honest, it was the. Um, the War of Jokes and Riddles, the uh, Clay Man um, run, Tom King, Clay Man run in in Batman Rebirth, uh, where they brought in Kite Man and they made him like very relatable. They gave him like a whole backstory with his son and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, why do I care about this character so much? <laughs> and then fucking Harley Quinn show comes out and they just make like, there were so many moments, I don't know if this is embarrassing or what, but there were so many moments of and so many lines that Kite Man says in that show where I'm like, I would fucking say that. Like, <laughs> that's I, honestly, that I'm I with you. Say. I found myself relating to Kite Man way yeah. more than any one human oh being. Oh my should. god, it's so it's so crazy, and this is like so like immature and absurd. Like, <laughs> did, like I, the little '69 joke that he makes with like the door, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like cracking up, and I'm like, oh, this works so well. Why is this working so good? It's fucking Kite Man. You just stare at yourself in the mirror later, like, who am I? I know, I, right? Um, like, Hell yeah. Kite man. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> I don't yeah. even recognize myself anymore. <laughs> I, I love when he uh, he takes Ivy out to dinner with his parents and he says, Hell yeah. And they're like, Don't oh curse. My He's God. Like, That's my catchphrase. <laughs> that is such a good. And you know, it's really funny too. Um, I guess we're getting a little off topic here. Um, classic effing nerds. All we do is get off fucking topic. All the time. But, all the time. But um, it's really funny because with that show, I was a little turned off with Titans and Doom Patrol. I just, I didn't realize why they were going so hard. I'm like, I didn't think they had to, but I was like, whatever, that's what they want to do with these shows. And then Harley Quinn comes around and right off the bat, she's like swearing and it's like so over top. And I'm like, oh, here we go. But I stuck it out. And I think by like the fourth episode, that's when we have the shark repellent. When Batman (laughs) comes into the show and he whips up the shark repellent to take out King Shark. After that, I'm like, dude, this is incredible. I'm like, I'm so fucking in on this show. It's so good. Batman looks so great in that show. I'll take a oh, fucking series of just does, that Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. I'm not going to lie to you, though. My favorite episode, and then I'll, I'll stop with the Harley Quinn <laughs> tangent, but my favorite one is... Cut the, it off. Cut the, it off. <laughs> Go right. Nuki from Orbit. Are we not doing a Go Harley Quinn forever. podcast here? Well, to be fair, though, Harley Quinn like is essentially kind of carrying the DC universe at the moment between, you know, like her character is the one thing I loved in Birds of Prey. I didn't care for that movie like you guys had talked about. Mm-hmm. But even in this movie, like the depth that she brought that we'll get to after Chris says his piece is when after she killed um, 
El Presidente there, she was actually oh. had a, like a really good moment, but so good. such a good scene. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, she, she literally bleeds money. Like she's yeah. like, <laughs> she's uh she's a big merchandiser factor. Like whenever I go to cons, all I see is like, you know, Harley Quinn dress up and, you know, to be fair, a lot of Jared Leto Joker too. I see a lot of Jared Leto Jokers at cons. It's crazy. That's yeah, we're going to be seeing middle-aged sluts dressed like Harley Quinn for the rest of our days. Oh, yeah, for a while. Like, and it's, it's crazy because the costume has constantly evolved over like the last three movies. And it's just like every single time there's a new costume, like now for this next. Are you going to see between the dress and the and the leather and the, suit? Yeah. And the bazooka, that's all you're going to yeah. see. And then you'll, you'll eventually get your, you know, throwback daddy's little monster every other. Oh, God. You know, there and there. But yeah. all right. Chris, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'll let you. I'll let you finish your thought. Oh, he's on. You're the apologizing when we constantly cut you off. You're apologizing. Look, you know what? I'm a man of the people. All right. No, no, you're all good. You're all good. <laughs> I um. The one thing I wanted to mention that I, Matt, I feel like you'll especially appreciate this was uh the one episode where it's like the two nerdy fanboys on the couch and one's got oh like the last dead eyes not oh, canon. Yeah, dude. And- they're like, what's so, the Snyderverse. Yeah. What's so good about that episode is that it's so meta. It starts off with these two guys discussing everything, and then it goes like into the television, and they're watching the show, and then it kind of pulls out. Yeah, that's a that was a really great episode. I remember when that episode dropped, there was a lot of buzz online. Like so many people were talking about just how insane and how meta that episode was. I kept seeing that picture of the release the Snyder cut that was on the shirt of the one guy that was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and not to not to brag, but Nick and I actually interacted with the uh, creators a couple times on Twitter, and they're really cool dudes. Oh, nice. Ooh. Oh yeah, man, those guys those guys are awesome, man. And I was really happy when Harley Quinn got renewed for a season three, because you can just tell with that show, there's so much like love put into that. You could see shades of Christopher Nolan in there. You could see the animated uh, show is in there. Like they just bring all kinds of elements of Batman and that whole universe into the show. And it just makes for like like Bane is probably my favorite character in that show. It's he's so ridiculous. Like the episode where they get thrown in the pit is hysterical. <laughs> and it's all it's all Bane dialogue from the Nolan movies. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And just Who like was the he, artist that they try uh, to escape on their helicopter. Who was that again? Oh, it was oh George, George Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, <laughs> he came down there for a stand-up comedy. So Ten minutes so set. <laughs> But you just had like you had big ass being like fluffing a fucking pillow, and it was yeah. just like it was hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. And what does this mean? Because obviously Harley can't. You know she's having no luck with guys. Are we possibly going to get a poison ivy romance in the live action world as well? Who knows? Ah, uh, we'll eventually are they gonna get make to that, that Gotham City Sirens movie. Like, what was up with that last we heard? I think that's one of the seven hundred and fifty-two <laughs> movies that were announced by DC. That's <laughs> yeah, never going to gonna get made. <laughs> yes. We were supposed to get Harley and Joker, and then Harley versus Joker, Gotham City Sirens, Birds of Prey. All these movies were like announced after the Suicide Squad came out. That amongst like a gazillion others. And, yeah, and they were yeah. like. Eh. Guys, come in the idea room. Throw, all right, throw your best idea. What's going to stick today? All right, announce so it ASAP. Yeah, yeah. But like, oh, Harley Quinn, she's popular. She sold a lot of costumes. Yeah, yeah, let's make something with her. It's like, okay, okay, what can we make? Google Harley Quinn stories. They just grabbed like the first like fucking 10 that popped up on the Google search and they just like threw it against the wall and they're like, that's it. That's it. It's that's it. I, I will say that I'm glad that at least in this movie to start out with, she didn't have that slutty look that you know they always go with they kind of like refine her outfit throughout 
And she way was, less like, of a focus on her like sexuality in well, this yeah, one. Well, yeah, it's because like nowadays a lot of the actresses are like not obviously we're more keen to what's going on, like the ass shots and stuff, like Joss Whedon and his creepiness and the Justice League and shit like that, right? But mm-hmm. like, she was actually played like a, a funny, good character, and you were focused on her emotions more so than like that ass right and that was totally why i was so happy they didn't go over the top with the sex scene like when yeah. that sex scene was building up i'm like oh god are we gonna get some like gratuitous like sex scene because i mean we've we know that that kind of shit has worked in the harley show so it's kind of we're a little worried that we were gonna get something like kind of a little over the top but thank god it was just cut off and i'm like yeah. boom mm-hmm. my question for you guys is um one one thing that I thought this movie really had going for it was that no one felt safe really um, throughout the oh, entire yeah. film. Like anyone could go down and they show that very early on. I actually even thought potentially that Harley could go out in this film. Like obviously they weren't going to do it, but it didn't feel like she was completely safe. Did What are, we, what are your guys thoughts on that? I mean, yeah. As soon know. as they killed Captain Boomerang, I was like, you got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he killed him right off the bat and i was like i was so excited to see him against the flash and then they roasted his ass and i was just like well everybody's dying apparently when james <laughs> gunn said everybody's dying literally everybody's dying this movie okay so i thought well, for the, sure the, like, shark was gonna be toast too the tagline uh, was don't get too attached yeah true but to be to be honest i kind of i knew, i kind of knew that captain boomerang was going to go out pretty quickly um i was a little on the fence with flag but I was I was sold that Harley was not going to die. I thought maybe more people would die. Like maybe King Shark could go. Maybe um, you know uh, Ratcatcher possibly. I don't know other characters. But just looking, just trying so hard to turn my business side, brain side off. I just didn't see Harley going just because of what she's got plot armor. You know, you're not going to get oh, rid of yeah. Margot Robbie. She's one of the biggest stars. So she's literally carrying them right now. Exactly. So I just didn't see that happening. She dies and just turns into a pile of money and blows away in the wind. <laughs> I'm sorry, little one. <laughs> oh, wait, that's the wrong universe. Um, all right. Well, what did you guys think? I, I will say a funny interaction I had with my co-host, Trent. He he hit me up because I saw before him and he's like, what do you think about Pete Davidson's character? I was like. Oh, I, I knew he, he did a good dying. job. I knew he was dying right away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like, how did you guys feel about that whole opening? Like, did you want to see more from any of those characters, or was it just one of those things where you just kind of expected that to happen and it just is what it is? When I saw all those people in the trailer being like led by Captain Boomerang and him being all cocky, I was like, oh, okay, that's the first team they're gonna get. I mean, for sure. I didn't even put together initially that like, you know, when they first have that scene where they're walking in front of the flag, I was like, oh, not everybody's there. And I was like, that's weird. Okay. And then you, you're led to believe that you think uh, Savant's going to be this big main character. And then all of a sudden he just like, fuck this. I'm out and starts swimming away. Like, like, like you expect him to do something cool to like save everybody on that beach scene. Right. Cause they show him in the opening scene. He's literally tossing the ball around, kills the bird. So you're like, all right, he's going to have a badass moment here. And then he's yeah, just like, that, screw yeah. this, I'm out. And that bird's uh, older brother came in and ate his brains later. Yeah, that was a nice, that was a nice little touch that they did there. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject real quick because I did text Lauren and ask her what she thought was better, and I have a definitive answer. She Ooh. said Black Widow was better. Hey, you gotta love it, man. Film is subjective. 
let her in here and then uh, just tell her <laughs> about to get fucking laced up. Time to turn this intervention on someone else. So if anybody wants to be my new co-host, or I'll just have, a, I'll just have like a weekly guest come through. No, come. Uh, Matt, my co-host is fucking trash. I've been looking for a new one for a long time. So it looks so, like we're about to team up. So yeah. So go. let me know uh, when we can like discuss some things and how we can move forward. Because we got business been, deals. All right. Bye, bitch. I've been looking for a new one. Oh, shit. Nick's in here. Oh, my yeah. God. Is this going to be another Gotham City Sirens situation where you guys announce it and it never happened? Nick, slide into my DMs. There we go. <laughs> we can work this out. Damn, all the all the betrayal coming out on this episode. I mean, it's just 30 dozens. We'll just do some tradesies. It's no big deal. There, there we go. For cash considerations. <laughs> oh, okay. I think Nick is worth like two cents, maybe. So, I might be worth no, like at least three. <laughs> All right, back to back to Suicide Squad for a second. Who was everyone's like individual favorite characters? King Shark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people are going to say King Shark. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I think can't go on Polka Dot Man. David Dasmachin gives a great performance. Idris Elba's Bloodsport's fantastic. I mean, I also, I also think uh, an out of left field pick would be Rick Flagg because I think Joel Kinnaman coming back and playing this character again, having kind of a second chance at it, was arguably the the best improvement of of a character you know for for this this film. And like he's great. Like it's like it's it's so gut wrenching to see him go. And I think that that's one of the things that a lot of people have been talking about is how much they hated seeing him go. So he must have been doing something right for everyone to just have that natural reaction to be like oh fuck rick flag's gone you know have mm-hmm. we seen a 180 on a character like that like in the first suicide squad you couldn't care less if he died but this one it's like he was completely different and i was actually sad when he did die and then to yeah. go on and see everybody's reaction like you said they were all bummed out so I, I was gonna say he was definitely probably him and cena were probably top two overall as far as like performances there we go. Yeah, this was uh, yeah, yeah. this was hands down. This was hands down Cena's best role. There's my and love for my like, dude, Peacemaker. <laughs> I love John Cena. I'm a massive John Cena fan, but I also understand a lot of the criticisms that it comes to to him when it when it comes to acting. But I think this was a situation where um, James Gunn really played to John Cena's strengths because the dude naturally is very charismatic. He's very goofy, and he brought that to Peacemaker. And then when you think of all his years in wrestling, of being this like over the top intimidating character, he brought that to Peacemaker as well in those in, in those darker moments. So it was just almost like a perfect pairing, and it was perfectly guided by James Gunn's directing. But for me, yeah, it's it's it is King Shark. I've been in love with King Shark since we first saw him in that Fandom trailer last year, dude. Same. Um, but uh, an honorable mention would be Ratcatcher. I thought Daniela Melkor was was great in the role, and she really kind of um. I said this in the review, like everyone is now simping over this girl. Like before when Florence, <laughs> when Florence Pugh came out of Black Widow, it was all like, it was all like Florence Pugh. Everybody was just like, like Florence Pugh. Everyone was carrying so the Marvel thirsty. universe now. Everyone was so thirsty for Florence Pugh. Now all these people are like simping and so thirsty for, for Ratcatcher 2. But, uh, but yeah. And I also echoed that too. Uh, I kind of have a feeling that um, Idris Elba is a little bit of like a yes man. I think he just takes on like every single role that gets thrown his way. Um, he's so, playing knuckles now so I'm yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying dude i feel like anything they give him he's like yeah Bro, he's sure. getting that nice money 
No yeah. kidding. Yeah, for like three days of work, he's going yeah. to a booth recording. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, he, just, he just put out a rap album, too. I saw it on his Twitter. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he he's, a, he's actually a really good DJ. Like, yeah. if you listen to any of like, you can go to, like, Idris Elba's sets on SoundCloud, and they're actually, like, really good. But, um, but yeah, it's like, like I was saying, since he's a bit of a yes man, in my opinion, he takes a lot of these roles, and they're very hit or miss. But I think this is probably his best role in, in like, a long time. Oh yeah, his costume too. Can we talk about like the outfits too? For Does all he know more helmet? <laughs> Yo, that thing was. Dude. I yeah. wanted to see him in that helmet the, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was oh, literally dude. a Zeno morph head. Yeah, his sons were like Transformers, man. That was so <laughs> sick. I like how I was they like, did let yeah. Autobots roll out, bro. <laughs> he wore that mask a lot more than I expected him to. Yeah, he definitely did. Because normally, like, look at Deadshot in the first one. It's literally just Will Smith playing. Yeah, he wore it like twice, maybe. Well, and then even in this one, you had Ratcatcher who had that gas mask. I'm pretty sure she only puts that on like twice. Yeah, she barely wore it, if at all. I think Idris yeah. mm-hmm. Elba was in his mask more than she was ever in hers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. She literally put it on when she needed something to not be able to get on her face. <laughs> he put his on to climb a fucking wall. <laughs> I love that scene where, where she's in the taxi, Harley Quinn, and like you just see Idris Elba and Peacemaker coming behind with like their street clothes, but they have their helmets on still. And it's just- yeah, that, yeah, was yeah, actually, that was actually really interesting because that scene, all of them have part of their costumes. So, yeah. so Pokemon Man's got his goggles and he has his like gauntlets. Um, same thing, like you said, uh, fucking blood sports guy's helmet and his like thing. So it was really, yeah. it was like nice because I'm, I'm like, I'm a big fan of, uh, kind of when, when superheroes wear like civilian clothing, I think it's really like, that's like a lot of fun. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw the second season of Titans, but a lot of it is essentially the Titans just in regular clothes they around the back. They never computer. wear their stuff at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I actually like that because it made them a little bit more relatable. It's just seeing them in the regular clothes, just talking around the back computer. And it's, it's fun to see. So when, whenever I see that in anything, it's, it's fun. So that scene stuck out for that reason, because yeah, it's like you said, like, Fucking Bloodsport's wearing like a like a you know a guinea tee, like regular pants, and <laughs> yeah. like his and his helmet, and it's just yeah. like so strange, but it's so much fun. It's broad daylight, and he's like slinking out in the middle of the street, and you're like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? Yeah, like where the fuck was everyone in that scene? There was literally nobody on the street in that scene, but yeah. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. It was a really Nitpick. good plan. Nitpick. Nitpick, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna throw this out there. How about Taika Watiti being rat catcher one? when everybody was speculating who he was gonna be we never expected he would literally have two small scenes and that was it well the other thing was 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 we thought that he was gonna be the voice of starro like we thought if starro was gonna have a voice it'd be taika because you know it'd be perfect for him but martin you had a pretty good take on on taika just coming in here for that one big scene yeah because it was like (laughs) my thing was like because it i mean taika has become such um among us nerds, fans, movie fans, he's essentially become a household name at this point. So I'm just thinking when you drop a name like Taika Waititi in this movie, you're like, all right, it's it's that anticipation of who he's going to play. And then we get that very first sort of backstory. And I'm like, that's it? Like he's fucking Ratcatcher 1? Like no, no dialogue, nothing. It's just like a visualization. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then he comes back and ends up having like the most heartfelt moment in the entire movie and you're just like fuck like yeah they like they know this is why they get paid all the big fucks this is why james gunn does what he does this is why tiger does what it does but like everything like that with the music like the way that played out was just so well done at the end i think dude he's 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. I was just going to say, I think if there's two directors who do the best at getting the most out of their actors and characters, it's definitely those two. Because if you look at Ragnarok, Thor was a completely different character than before. And then obviously James Gunn comes in and makes you want to care about Weasel, even though nobody checked if the <laughs> Weasel could swim. But he makes you care so about like these, these nobody characters, even if they're on screen for two seconds and everyone's just like, Sebastian, we love Sebastian. You're like, guy rat that didn't do anything. Like, what? Yeah. No, that dude, that's so true. When, like, when, when Sebastian's going, because if you notice, Sebastian's leading the charge when they're climbing up Star of Sorrow. Yeah. Sebastian's like up in front, he's leading the charge, you know. And there were moments from like, if they kill this fucking rat, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, it better not. Keep that rat plot armor. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but to go back to what Matt was saying, um, I, I kind of push back a little bit on, you know, bringing the best out of their actors, but I do think that James Gunn and Taika are two people who just have such a clear vision of what they want to do. Like they have, they're very creative and they have like a very specific sensibility when it comes to their work. So it's like, they see it and they know exactly what to do to get that. And I think it's reflective in all their work. Like even Taika's work before Ragnarok, when you watch like boy, boy, it's an incredible movie. Um, you know what we do in the shadows, oh, yes. the wilder people. <laughs> God, it's I just, love that. Yeah, such good stuff. And same thing with Gun, bro. Go back to Slither. Go back to Super. He wrote Dawn of the Dead. Like these are just like really talented people who are just who are now at this point where they just have so much under their belt that they can properly execute their visions. You also saw a lot of Slither. I mean, in Star, a Wars. lot of Slither. Like you saw a lot so of much. creepy element, which was so good. Yeah, and not just that, but also like the body like distortion and mutation of like Pokemon man too. Like you saw like when um, you saw, oh, like, yeah, like the, oh the God. slither react, the yeah. reaction, the um, ref, not reflections, similarities, you know, English is not my first language, but the, <laughs> the similarities to the slither. Yeah. The like I just had that. <laughs> I just had that realization of what you're talking about with like the, the people like exploding in slither compared to Pokemon man with his reaction. To, Even like, in the, super yeah, bro, like Ellen page gets her face blown off. Like, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, a straight, it's a straight. It actually, it actually looked a lot like uh, when, when da- when Pete Davidson gets his face blown off, it's yeah. kind of, it's very, very Dude. similar effects and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the one thing a, I was going to, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There's also a blink. And if you, if you blink, you'll miss it. Cameo of uh, oh. when they go into that club. Yeah. Mantis. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah man, she's there. Yeah. 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 yeah she's yeah, like yeah. the lead dancer for half a second. Yeah. <laughs> from, from guardians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, she's a um, uh, pump climate type. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I'm going to have to rewatch that on HBO max. Tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I do um, want to point out too, real quick that John Cena finally got to go heal. Like we've been clamoring yeah. for John Cena to go heal for how long? Yeah. He finally did it in this movie, <laughs> and he's good. He's really good. That scene where he's like gun aimed at Ratcatcher two, I honestly thought she was dead. Like I was like, "Damn, we're about to see another death." Because at this point, you're like nobody's safe. So I thought for sure he's yeah. pulling the trigger, and then you would see another character see this go down. So I'm kind of glad she didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I'm so well, ready it, it, to see the Peacemaker TV show. Like I'm all in on that. Right. And I'm so interested as to like, cause it can, it can potentially also take place beforehand. Well, and... I think it is. I think they're doing somewhat of an origin on him. Cause Robert Patrick is going to play his father. Oh, like Robert, they got Robert Patrick. If you guys don't know where that is, that's the T-1000 from Terminator 2. Yeah, He's yeah. coming in. He's going to play the father of Peacemaker, and you're going to kind of see like his upbringing and all that kind of stuff. But it also plays to after the fact of the Suicide Squad. So Also, Nick, of a Charlie's Angel full throttle theme. Yes. 
I was going to say. Also, he's, wait, he's in he's the Marine. The bad guy he in is. The Marine. Holy <laughs> shit, that's right. Wow. What a reunion. I was going to say, though, like, I thought for sure it was going to be a prequel because when I was talking to, I don't know which one of you guys runs the Twitter. Um, That'd be Nick. Nick. So, like, when I was chatting afterwards, we were talking during spoilers before everyone else to see. And I was like, dang, I didn't expect Peacemaker to die. And he was like, didn't you watch the after credit scene? I was like, wait, what? I, I fast forward. I was <laughs> waiting for the after credit scene. I didn't see it. So I had to go back and watch it. And I was like, oh, fuck, he survives. So I was <laughs> that like, happened, oh. that happened with me and Chris's buddy, Miles, that we do a podcast with. He was like, yeah, there's nothing at the end credits when I was texting him at the movies. I'm like, I'm just waiting through the credits. He's like, oh, there's nothing there. I was like, yeah, they're fucking it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I texted Lauren the same thing. I was like, there's no after credit scene. Amateurs. Yeah, I broke the news waited. to my co-host Brandon. He had he didn't know and he had like it had been multiple days and he never found out. We're like, you know, Peacemaker's alive. He's like, what? It's like, dude, did you watch the movie? <laughs> it was and one of interesting things, though. Too. Like, I knew it was going to be that because they already announced the show. So I was like, well, there's no way he's actually fucking dead. Like, he's definitely going to be the after credits. Scene. I just assumed right, it'd be right. a prequel. prequel yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. Yeah. I, I actually thought it was Flag for a second when they when he talked about that, when they oh, said, oh, they man. found him. And and when they pan over, it does look like Flag for a split second. So I got really excited. And then I realized, look, look not all white guys look alike. All right. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to, like, not all know, beefy kind of white dudes are the same. Just okay? beat around the bush. Yeah. As the minorities here we'd like to tell you that we don't appreciate <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. all right best best kill i gotta hear you guys best kills obviously Ooh. king shark ripping that guy in half with the lightning bolt has to be one of the top ones because that, well, that was the was best crazy. kill real quick did did think uh did god damn it um the thinker, thinker did he fuck the Starro little minis. Yes, that's what happened. I'm, oh, pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure that's what he alluded to. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I need. Yeah, to and I'm pretty that sure that way. happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're good. That's what I thought too. But I was like, wait, maybe I'm just being weird. But does okay, he have those on his? I don't know. Dick from his treasure. I went does to the bathroom during that revelation. So like when I came back and they were like, "He's evil. Let's kill him." I was like, I will say I'm disappointed that they didn't do happening? more with that. <laughs> What's going on? But I'm with you, dude. Especially like in recent Suicide Squad um comics, and granted, you don't have to stay true to the comics, but him and King Shark have a lot of good stories in there. So I thought they were, but but yeah, he's not really. He's he was just, like they, you could have changed him out with any character, and he would have just not yeah. been anything at all. Yeah, he you has, really could have changed him out with an employee who works there. That's really because yeah. they don't even go too much into the whole connection that he has with Star. No, and, and right. I also I also wonder like what what else James Gunn shot? Like if he shot more with with that character, and it just ended up getting like cut out. But yeah, Peter Capaldi I thought did a good job for what he was given. He has one really good like villain monologue at the very end before everything goes to shit but yeah. yeah i definitely thought he would have you would have seen him if he had some sort of power like use it somehow but it just never happens you have we two great flash cut of james yeah. guns the suicide <laughs> squad <laughs> you, you have two good flash villains that get Half killed right away. <laughs> yeah Boomerang. I know Matt is Matt has an axe to grind about that because his his boy is Flash. So That's I just knew like, when I'm I saw so Boomerang die, I was like, Matt's mad right now. Di- Boomerang died. I even te- I even messaged Nick at first. I was like, Yo, they killed Captain Boomerang, and I had literally just started the movie. Yeah, like, what, like what, what the fuck? 
And then they killed the thinker. I'm like, bro, is the Flash going to have any villains in his movies at this point? Like, you're killing everybody. Bro, why the fuck are you messaging while I'm watching the movie? I just because I had to get that off my chest because my I had to, I was yeah. so angry. I was, he was so he was venting. I had like I, I texted him that and then I sat down and watched the rest of the movie. But yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get a. It's all right, bro. The Flash is going to reset everything and we'll That's get them true. back. That's true. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get Thinker on on his little floating chair, dirt bikes. I'm trying to think but, uh, though. Best, what were your guys' best kill? Because I'm trying to think of what my favorite. Uh, I mean. We, if I'm, if I go through them, I mean, you I could, think all the. I'll say you like, could go, you can go through that whole refugee camp, or the freedom oh fighter camp, God, and just kind yeah. of <laughs> cherry pick something from there. Nobody <laughs> likes to like, show off. King Plus, Shark is cool as fuck. That whole like, scene was like the best scene in the movie when yeah. it turned yeah. out that that was a freedom fighter <laughs> yeah. camp. I fell out of they my fucking it up. It's like They're so awkward about it. And then King Shark pokes his head around. And oh, like, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and, and that got a big reaction in the movie theater too. Everyone was just like, when when he dropped, he's like, "This, she's the leader of the freedom fighters." Everyone was just like, "Yeah, the, th- the theater like lost it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <they're> all- <laughs> But um, let's see. I think I think one as an honorable mention, um, in regards to the scene itself is probably Milton's death. I think that's <laughs> that kill. <Who's> Milton? <laughs> that kill is really good, and it's really Dude. funny too because I fucking like that was so telegraphed in my opinion. Like I call that the second you see him awkwardly running <laughs> in behind the squad and you're like flops in flip flops. You're like, this guy's definitely going to die. And they're definitely going to be like, Oh, he was with us the whole time. <laughs> I just knew it was coming and it played out perfectly. And I'm like, Oh, that was fucking the, the way polka dot man was like, he's been with us this whole time. He was the whole so time. Yeah. Over this <laughs> and I love also Harley's reaction. She's like, Oh, Milton. 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 <laughs> uh, I did. I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoyed watching Nathan Fillion die as TDK with his <laughs> dumb ass. <laughs> TDK, so what good. does it stand for? It's just letters. So your name is letters. Just letters? Yeah. All names are letters. letters. <laughs> names are letters, dickhead. <laughs> but uh, actually, but to be honest, my favorite kill was probably Thinker. I think the way Sorrow rips, him, rips his limbs off and then... Snatches him, yeah, dude. I think that's yeah, probably my favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. Josh, very, very what, good. What uh, classic, Josh. Body horror. <laughs> I like the the guy that John Cena just stabbed up his entire body <laughs> as, <laughs> as he's sleeping. As he maintained eye contact with fucking Bloodsport. <laughs> dude, the the chick who's singing, cleaning like the rice bowl, like the context <laughs> after you realize it's Freedom Fighters, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, that's what I was saying, bro. Because that's the one. Th- like, I'm watching a scene, and that literally took me a little off guard. Because unless unless it's like fucking Rambo or something, you don't really see like women get killed in in movies like that. It's always you know? dudes, so, yeah. It's always dudes. So when I saw that, just this innocent woman just washing dishes and then gets killed, I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like they're not holding <laughs> back, and then only to find out that she's completely innocent. Just. It's made it that much worse, but so good. That lady took that pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I gotta kill the president. She's like, as long as we kill the president, I don't really care. I think for me, it it was probably Savant's death, just because the way it all went down. It's building up on the beach, right? And then you're like, 
like I said, I was expecting him to be this badass character. And then he turns and swims and you're like, oh, he's going to stop. Like, he's still going to be that character. And then all of a sudden, Waller just goes, beep, and blows his yeah. head off. And it goes into the <laughs> it was, Warner it was, Brothers. It, it was also nice to see Waller, like, to see her do that. To see her turn she the key and ruthless. then hit the button. Yeah. Well, was, if you recall, in the first one, it was the most bullshit because remember, like Slipknot, Slipknot. Just, like, they had the like, iPad. They just needed somebody to blow their head off. So <laughs> That's what it was. It's like, we have to, we have to show it. So we're just gonna have some random, some rando just break away and have their head blown up. But here, there was like so much more context to it, and it works so much better. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Air just gonna listen back to us and be like, "Those motherfuckers, they don't know what I had planned for my movie. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what art is. I grew up yeah. in the streets. Exactly. <laughs> like we're not Save discounting that, man. I promise." Yeah. <laughs> uh i don't know about you guys but i personally felt like this movie was like if quentin tarantino made a superhero film would you guys say that's at all accurate including the foot fetish scene oh yeah was, <laughs> because james gunn is kind of james gunn's kind of known for that though so it's kind of nice to see james gunn get back to his roots with this because he knows how to write a movie and he knows how to do gore i would say and yeah. you kind of got some of that especially with uh pete davidson's death right in the beginning he, he goes down first he gets blasted in the face and from there it's just all out but yeah right the- and when you uh and when you think of tarantino's movies also there's so many moments where they're a little like um like over the top and wacky like if you just think of once upon a time in hollywood when uh bro when, that whole scene when they're in uh, and he's just yeah. killing everybody with a flamethrower or even in that scene alone when uh francesca comes out and she's like get out of my house mother and then she like does like that really like obnoxious jump yeah. you know yeah. you know you know tarantino was like yes that's it that's perfect like you know i love that so yeah there is like a similar sort of a uh, sensibility there yeah i totally agree but but yeah, there's a going back to what Matt was saying. There's so much good body horror in this movie. Like that whole lab sequence, like seeing the the corpse with like his fucking intestines like dropping oh, yeah, out dude. with yeah. the star in his face. The other corpse having like the his face being like ripped off. It was just like there was a lot of good like um, a lot of good a lot of good shit. And it reminded me a lot of like old school horror too. Like a lot of old school Cronenberg and and stuff like that. Oh yeah. It was like Frankenstein's lab down there, man. Yeah. Well, dude, yeah, yeah you had everybody with uh, there on the face. And I didn't expect, I, I'm glad they didn't shy away from the fact that, like, you rip the starfish off and you're fine. It was dope that, like, it attaches, like, it rips everything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's a straight up suction cup. It's not like the face yeah. snatchers from Alien where you yeah, just kind of yeah, take yeah. it off, you know, where it just, puts its stick down your throat no it's it's this like completely suction cups to your yeah it's, it's basically like if you get a star on your face you're done that's it it's over for yeah. you right i liked it josh what'd you think <laughs> sick yeah i loved it it was great <laughs> i couldn't yeah when they ripped that dude's face off i was like holy shit <laughs> his nose came off and everything in this whole time starro just wanted to watch the stars man all he yeah, yeah man was, like that was super sad bro, that hit little, really hard little things like that man they're just like fuck bro it, i mean but that's but that's james gunn injecting that humanity into everything yeah, it doesn't matter exactly. if it's a good guy or a bad guy like you everybody is relatable in some sense even a fucking giant alien starfish well, i saw <laughs> yeah, somebody complaining about that on twitter somebody's complaining they're like oh it's just a giant starfish as oh it was it was another podcast i'm not going to name their name but they're like <laughs> i can't get into this because the whole villain is a giant starfish i was like what yeah but Have but you, the giant starfish Sure, okay, you first can of guess all, it. I'll just stare you down and tell you after all, the fact. I'll put it in the chat. Known, 
that Starro <laughs> was the very first Justice yes. League villain. So he was the very first. So wow, I didn't book, know that. Comic yeah. book hater, podcast, whatever. Learn your fucking facts, okay. First of all, <laughs> and then second of all, Starro <laughs> works in context to this movie. Like if you have. Yeah. Like in regards to everything that we're getting in this movie, Starro works. If if it was a different, like more serious, like obviously Starro's not going to work in Captain America and Winter Soldier because that's a completely different movie, a complete different feel. I'd love to see where, that. Yeah, exactly. But here it does work in context with everything that, that's going on, and yeah, like we said, the little moments that just kind of like that James Gunn adds humanity to this character. It's like it, it is heartbreaking because you're like he literally got kidnapped. He or she, you know, we're, we don't discriminate here at uh, this little, so we don't. We don't Star really was know. just living his life, or yeah, how, he was or exactly he was just living his life, and then he gets captured by goddamn American man. government, goddamn American and just gets tortured for thirty years. Obviously, he's fucking pissed. And mind so you, I could watch a whole like movie short on just that scene on the spaceship. Cause that was like some straight up like alien. Oh, I don't know if you dude, got, yes. I don't know if you guys saw Sputnik, the Russian film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is incredible. Like that was some like serious, like cool. I don't want to mention life because I thought that movie was fucking trash. It was awful. Is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. Yeah, yeah dude, so, it was so bad. I did like how it swam through space though. I thought the design of the alien was cool, but that was about the it. The design of the alien was really cool. However, like, yeah, it's that the alien was just way too smart. Like it was just way too fucking smart. And there was just not, you couldn't do anything. You might as well just like, sit there. But that's <laughs> way whole, too OP. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. But, uh, but yeah, I could have done like, like that little scene where, where, you know, the president is showing the projector, the, the, the recording of what happened when he captured him. Like even that was fucking creepy. And I'm like, shit, give me more of that. Like I could watch a whole movie on that. When Rat Catcher was like, what's that in the corner? Like it's an overhead projector. Do you use oh. it? No. <laughs> no. Why do you have it? I thought the whole. By the way, can we just point out how like one person dies and like, well, you're president now, and then that person dies and like, congrats, Mr. President, and then yeah. they get blown away by the resistance and say, like, you're El Presidente now. Well, uh, things work differently in third world countries, Matt. It's true. Very true. It's just like, especially yeah, fictional. Especially fictional third world countries. Which, by the way. Shout out to Dark Knight Returns. Yes, my guy knows. That is yes. my favorite Batman story of all time. So, oh man, it was so yeah, good. Yeah, that's to see in that my uh, it's in my top three. For me, it's probably Killing Joke, to be honest. Even though it's not necessarily a Batman story, but well, I, I mean, it Joke. is. It's it's Batman saving the day at the end in that scene at the end of the comic where he's just laughing and it's implied that he snaps Joker's neck. It's like, yeah, oh, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Yes, yeah. so shit. good. Really good shit. Mm-hmm. Wait, sorry, just for us uninitiated, uh, is Corto Maltese in The Dark Knight Returns? Yes. Yes. So if you're not familiar with The Dark Knight Returns, it's about old Batman. He comes out of retirement. And I have seen that one. Dude, the animated movie, part one and two, phenomenal. The comic written by Frank Miller, just amazing. The art takes a little to get used to if you're not that into comic books. But mm-hmm. yes, Corto Maltese is an island where the Russians and Americans are kind of fighting and uh mm, cuba is working for the american yeah. government well it was written during the cold war so yeah it's supposed to be an island off of central america you know and uh okay. and essentially you have superman going in there and essentially doing what the suicide squad did in, in the freedom fighter camp scene just literally <laughs> fighting on our side but just destroying everything yeah yeah damn 
And so it is. It does exist within the DC universe. It is that fictional island. So it was cool to. By see the way, when uh, Chris, when you said for us who are uninitiated, was that a Bane reference? Because in my head, I was, <laughs> my head, I was <laughs> like, I was like, but we are initiated. Oh, we, Chris, <laughs> subconsciously, I'm the body that'll be left behind. So that you they find me. Adopted the comic you, yeah. books. We were born in them. The fire rises. <laughs> they gotta find one of us in the wreckage, brother. <laughs> oh, um, good. Yeah, one other thing that I do want to comment on is I did like how they tied together the uh, the javelin joke from the beginning to the end where Harley Quinn actually ends up, you know, Harley Quinn felt a little underpowered at points in this because she was much more like she was fighting, you know, only the human bad guys. That's really she didn't stand a chance against Starro on her own, but then ends up landing the killing blow, which was sick. Dude, I I didn't yeah. expect it to be so fluid in the eye. I was like, oh, she's going to like right into some jelly or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like she was swimming, and then all the rats dive in, and they start going ham on it. And I was like, <laughs> which, by the way, I was like, I was like, oh my, I was like, can rats swim? <laughs> I was like, I was, thinking, I, was like, I, was like, I was worried about the rats. I was like, they're yeah. all gonna drown in there. I was drown worried about that too. But I'm like, wait, can they breathe? Like, under, I'm like, is because I mean, I. I've been in New York many times. And I've seen fucking rats like swimming in like puddles and shit, but I'm not sure if like they can legit like, but who cares? Who cares? That's not. <laughs> that's a that's your biggest, jelly that's, has that's a your biggest problem. Not the alien. That's starfish. the biggest nitpick. Yeah. That it's, it's, I, I didn't, my biggest issue with this movie is I didn't like how it was like, um, how it was, un- it was inaccurate realistically, you know. I, I the, the alien starfish the scientists. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, I was like, excuse me, can you please confirm whether rats can swim underwater or hold their press as long? I'm like, dude, there's an alien s- starfish in the movie. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I need to know these fucking facts. I need to know about the. I need to know about the rats. I thought for the longest time that Rat Catcher Two was going to use her wand there to wind up controlling Starro. And like making him release all the people, and then mm. she just made a million rats crawl on his face and kill him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ultimately better. Ultimately yeah. better. Who needs diplomacy when you have rats? <laughs> so should we go with who? Who if you had to choose to be a member of the Suicide Squad? Who would you guys be? Oh wait, so are we also including uh, the first film as well? You can sure. Why would you want to include the first film? <laughs> Dead, I mean, Deadshot, Deadshot's a cool character. Why would someone put penises all over the island? <laughs> Look, if I, had, I would eat a whole island full of dicks right now. Somebody come with the whole island dicks. That's Mike. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that came up. I was gonna say Peacemaker would be my choice. I I thought he was he was. I'll, I'll do. She was like, you would even kill. I thought you were a peacemaker. He goes, I'll do anything for liberty, even in killing, killing like men and women or whatever. And I, I like, cherish oh. peace with all of my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I need to kill to get it. That is the best line of the. Fun. Movie. I just got mad CIA vibes from if, that guy. If, if you so for one, I I work for the American government. I sold my. I'm so anti-establishment. Oh, shit. I work for the American government. And then number two, two, I just here, got baby. put on a list. Yeah. yeah, guys, everyone. I mean, I was gonna say Wrap everyone hang up. Everyone hang up now. But at this point, we've been into this call long enough that Matt's already got all our information. Y'all, yeah. it's a but uh. I will say that like my Twitter beefs that I get involved in sometimes over stupidity, it's just like I cherish peace over the DC universe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many people's dads need to be happy that they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my oh, peacemaker. 
Yeah, I honestly think in terms of power, I like Polka Dot Man's power a lot. I actually thought he had a strong chance of killing Starro. I thought he was just going to blow his leg off. He could have but, if, uh, if he aimed for the eye, if he if he aimed for the head, he probably should aim for the head. Yeah, he probably could have. <laughs> what a head. tragic ending for him, man. I know. No, but not tragic. I mean, he was like, I, I'm a superman. I'm a superhero. I'm a superhero. And he finally did it. So I he mean, got that brief moment of ecstasy and then got crushed by yeah, a guy. I mean, yeah. at the very at the very least, he died happy and he still had a complete arc. Because the that whole is idea of his, of his mom wanting him to become a superhero. He finally did it at the very end. It's fortunate he just gets killed. That, I mean, that sucked. I hated seeing him go. Because he yeah. just becomes such a fun character throughout the movie. But I guess you have to kill somebody off fighting Star. You can't you can't just have Starro come and not kill anybody. Yeah. You can't pull a Game of Thrones long night. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, what about you guys? Who's the rest? Who would you be? I mean, to be honest, in terms of just overall badassness, I have to probably go with uh, Bloodsport. The, the, Bloodsport's the, so cool. The, the suit's awesome. His weapons are great. And yeah, man, he's just a total fucking badass. I was about to say, who's the smallest character? Because that would be Nick. But um, I'll be Sebastian. I'll be Sebastian. Yeah, he plays a big role in the movie. He does. Uh, I would probably, I mean, I just gotta be um, King Shark for me. I really, I love King Shark. I love everything about him. Um, he, I, I wish he was a little smarter. I really do. But um, but at the same time, I, I thought the way they, they portrayed him here was was really well done. So, but I just love everything about him. I love his look. Um, it's really funny too because I was so sold on the fact that we were going to get a hammerhead King Shark because we had. Um, oh yeah. Because we had gotten regular King Shark, like Great White King Shark, in the Flash show. Yep. We got Great White King Shark in the Harley Quinn show, and and the recent. Um, Suicide Squad comics from like you know New Fifty Two and Rebirth, we get Hammerhead King Shark a lot. Even in Aquaman, in the Aquaman comics too, especially when they go back to the uh, to the God, the Inawe God, um, it's all King, Sh- it's all Hammerhead. So I was so sold that we were gonna get the Hammerhead King Shark, but you know we got the Great White, and I thought he looked great. And um, yeah, it was that de- it, uh, it was definitely a good choice, like like design wise for when he's eating people. Like it just looks more like I think visually it looks it's it's a better fit. Yeah, and it's like um obviously you would know this, Matt, since you're I assume you watched the the Flash show. It, it is a complete yeah. different design because the, the design in the Flash show is more like muscular. It's he more like is. this one's more like just dad a bod. balloon. Yeah, this is exactly. dad bod yeah. king this is shark. Like, this is just like a big like shark, you know, just like mass. Whereas the other one is more like smarter, more rigid, has like more defined limbs and muscles. Um, so it it is a different completely different design and yeah to me i was looking forward to seeing him the most and he did not disappoint he didn't and then the, the mustache scene where he's just like i'm gonna blend in like oh, yeah how are you gonna blend in he's like with a mustache, mustache. <laughs> and then they're talking shit he's like fuck you know, i love it when he's like when he's like see it. he's like oh look he's learning spanish <laughs> <laughs> his dad bot is much more relatable to me than any kind of jack intelligent <laughs> king shark <laughs> Now all I'm thinking about is King Shark showing up in Aquaman too, and I want that more than anything. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Well, well, I think actually, the, the well, I'll say the problem is, is is the fact that this movie didn't do too hot at the box office. I don't know if we're ever really going to see the Suicide Squad again, which is going to suck. But I would, my hope was that if they were to continue it, King Shark would get smarter and smarter the more we would see him. Like I feel like maybe his like intelligence would grow more and more, and that that'd be cool to see that evolution of the character. Well. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And they've also talked about how strong he was, which you saw a little bit of that when he was ripping dudes apart, but you didn't really get to see that strength because against star, yeah. he was sidelined the whole time kind of right. so you didn't really get. To, so I would love to see him either in the next one, a flash movie, Aquaman, even like show that off a little bit, show him getting smarter. Yeah. I want to see him underwater. Like I want to yeah. see him in his element, like killing people under, like if you do some like black ops mission, when they have to come in from the water, like it did, like they did in this one, have him like underwater, like literally killing people, like pulling them down. And like really, <laughs> they said James really Gunn's coming back, right? So we should hopefully be getting at least one more Suicide Squad movie. I would, think. yeah. They said he's gonna do, he, he said he has another DC movie in mind that he wants to do, but, um, God, as we all know, fifth rendition of Superman, none of which are Henry Cavill because we can't get a fucking sequel, right? Right, he um, grew his mustache too big, yeah. <laughs> oh, mustache. God. I think, also, um, go ahead. No, I was gonna say before we, before we like move on, uh, Josh, what do you got, bro? Oh, Josh is still here. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go Bloodsport as well. Hell yeah, uh, yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, you can't not want to be Killer Shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm. I don't. I don't even know if I said this, but I'm also going Peacemaker because me and Matt are the same person. We literally are down to like the height, the the beautiful good looks, the the lack of getting to the post office. Like it's all are you, there. Are your are your dicks the same size too? We've tried docking once, but uh, yeah. we're we're let's, long distance, so let's hope it happens when we actually meet up. So let's let's find out right now, boys. Put them against the glass. Yes, put them against the glass, and I'm going to play. I'm going to play yeah. at No Time from Caution from Interstellar, the, the docking scene. <laughs> it's going to be epic. It's going to be an epic moment right now. It's going to be an amalgamation. Tapes. Yes, amalgamation of skin on screen. You don't want any of that. You just wait. Next time I'm in Florida, you're just going to get random DMs. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, so, I don't know how much we want to talk about the, you know, Warner Brothers and whatnot, but I, I really hope yeah. that they don't, they don't freak out at this box office. And Dude. I was gonna bring that up. Before yeah, we thank got you. Off. Like the audience score, you guys mentioned on yours, like it's at eighty four percent right now, ninety one percent critics, and people are saying it flopped. I don't think it flopped. Like you guys not realize that there's kind of like some real. Yeah, I think like, I think in regards, if this was like if if we were living in a normal world. Absolutely. It wouldn't, it would be a, a flop and a half if we were living in a normal world, everything was fine and it opened up to 25 million. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors at play. You know, unfortunately the general audience is still not sold on DC movies. I think there's a stigma around DC movies. Oh, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously there's a lot of stuff going on with, with the pandemic. There's still, there's still very much at play here that are holding people back from going to the movie theaters. And then the biggest one is HBO Max. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a premier Disney Plus access situation where they're paying to see movies. And HBO Max is free, free and trial, thirty day free trial, right there. Exactly. Right. Right. How many? There's been so many free trials. People have been doing that nonstop, just getting the free trial and and um and watching shit and then leaving. Uh, even I even saw that um it, HBO Max was the number one app last week. They got a bunch of downloads because I assume people want to see Suicide Squad. So. Um, so it is unfortunate, uh, but I hope they look at the bigger picture. Yes. I hope they, they realize I that like, they will. I hope, I hope so, dude, so because Warner Brothers is just so fucking stupid when it comes to this kind of shit. So I really hope they, they, they just kind of get their heads out of their ass and just realize like we made a really good product by trusting this director. 
let's give him another chance and let's not freak out about this small return. Well, if they just look at what everybody's saying about the movie, I've honestly heard very little negative about it outside of, you know, yeah. this, the Snyder fandom who's like, release this cut, release that cut. Or right. you got the, the people with, like, I, I love Marvel. Don't get me wrong, but you got the people who in their bio are like, Marvel, this it's just like okay, we kind of know your. Oh, dude, man, I yeah. you know what? Anytime I see that, I can't take any. I can't take their opinion seriously because really? they just they're so far on Marvel that it's like, well, if you say anything bad about DC, I'm not gonna take any. Because look, because look at your page, it's filled with Marvel exactly. shit. I got into so somebody on Twitter this weekend was like, it's a flop, heads will roll, this and that. And I looked at their profile and I was like, Marvel this, Marvel that. And I was like, all right, man, you can like stuff that's not Marvel. They're like, I love DC too, and I was like. Let's no, but honest. that's that's the unfortunate <laughs> yeah. part because you get like a double whammy because you have you have the people who um who don't like who don't like DC um who are ready to like hit on it, and then you have the people who like Marvel but are upset about the fact that James Gunn went to do a DC movie. So you even have those haters, you yeah, know, and the you perfect have like, storm. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. Yeah. And and you might hear us saying this, but it's true, it's a hundred percent true that there are these people here who have this, these pre-immediate notions of this film based on those kinds yeah. of that, that kind of shit. And it's, it's unfortunate, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, hopefully Warner brothers just doesn't freak out, doesn't overreact. And like, I don't want it to be like, this is, I pray to God that they're like, this didn't make as much money as the first one. So for the oh, sequel, God. let's go back to the first one. Yeah. Because the first <laughs> one made a shit ton of money. You know, that was obviously Bro. a whole bunch of things at play. So it's like, that's why, that's why in, in our review, I was like, Warner Brothers, fucking relax. Like, just your, relax. Your slate is bright. Yeah. We have the yeah. Flash, yeah. we have the Batman, we have Shazam. Like, don't even God. worry about interconnected universe at this point. Just focus on your movies. Give us, give us to them. Give us, give us those movies one at a time. And let's just hope it's good and just fucking relax. Yeah, I'll speak more from my. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I had somebody say that to me. They're like, "Fuck James Gunn. He's a turncoat." And I'm like, "It's, it's do so." Do you know how many fucking you know how people f- have done both? It's it is like so fucking infuriating. And it who gives really a is. shit? It's like, not you think black I don't, and white. You think I don't want to see the Russo brothers make a Justice League movie? Like, I we're back to the console yeah. wars. I would literally but for punch my 89 year old grandma yeah. to see the Russo brothers <laughs> home the Justice League. I think I won't. We'll drive to Idaho and punch Matt's 89 year old grandma. No, you're, dude, Josh, you're in New Hampshire. My grandma oh, lives. She's in, closer. My, All right, I'm from Boston, dude. You can just go oh, right down to my grandma's house. The news. If the news breaks tomorrow. Okay, because it yeah. this could 100% fucking happen too. Like, oh, James Gunn gets really good word of mouth, gets good positive reviews. Let's bring in another Marvel. Okay, so for Justice League 2, we're bringing in the Russo brothers. If that happens, Matt, you better like get that Vaseline ready, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I won't, like, I'll go dry. <laughs> I, I'm going to be going through the fucking phone book and hunting your grandma down. <laughs> we, we willed it into existence under this notion. So it has happened. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. I'll, I'll give my uh, words of affirmation on this film. This is the most fun film I've seen since the pandemic started. The only one that I would say was on par with it in terms of a theater experience for me personally, it was a quiet place too, but I personally enjoyed this more than a quiet place too. And I just thought, I felt like I was back at the movies. Like I felt like I was back for a big summer blockbuster. That was super fun. I was laughing. I was having a really good time watching it. It was enjoyable. There's rewatchability. The characters are fun the action is awesome like this is a great film if dc strays from this i will be very disappointed because they actually have hit 
Like I really liked Shazam, but I honestly think oh, I Shazam like this so film better. Yeah, um, but that's the thing about Shazam too. Shazam is its own. Shazam had a clear identity on what it wanted to be. Like it, it, it's very clear that the they had a vision for it and they executed it. It wasn't like the other movies that are just so. There was just so much studio interference, and like it was like it was it was kind of detached from from the time where they were putting out these movies that they were stuck between being serious or being like Marvel. You know, this was it was like Shazam came out did its own thing, and that's why it was so good. And same thing here. So, I mean, actually, Chris, was it? What did you? Was there like a big crowd at your theater? Yeah, my theater was completely full. Yeah. Nice. So- it was it was awesome. And, uh, you know, we, we did the whole like uh, Dolby at like, what was it? Atmos or something. Oh, Dolby Atmos. So it's super loud reclining chairs. Like it was a whole experience. So I was like, this is sick. And I just recently got on that AMC a list. Nice. So I've been at the movies regularly. I saw Green Knight. I, I guess I'm going to oh, go boy. see Jungle Cruise. Because I can. Um, well, there's and, free uh, guy also. Free guy. I'm going to see free guy and don't breathe too next weekend. Nice. Yeah, I want to see don't breathe too also. Yeah. I was yeah. supposed to see this in 4DX yesterday, but then things happened and I couldn't go. So I'm going to get up to 4DX. Oh my god! I actually saw Aquaman in 4DX and it was it was something, man. I want to get punched you. in the face while I'm watching this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> what do they miss you with salt water? I, better, I, better, bro, I was literally. Get I'm not. I'm not fucking. <laughs> I am not kidding you, bro. I was partially soaked by the time it was over. <laughs> there was so much mist. There was so much mist. Like, and it was like, and it was just not like right off the bat when um when uh Queen Atlanta fights all the Atlanteans at at the house in the beginning of the movie, like there was smoke in my face, there was water in my face, it was it was way it comes too out like they had live seagulls the in the theater. <laughs> they oh literally have somebody come thing, out with tridents and smack you in the head. <laughs> but yeah, well, the thing that the theater was like because you know you have the the headpiece that has like the almost like the speakers behind it. So it gives like a whole 3D sound. So there were moments where fucking seagulls were calling and I felt like they were right behind me. <laughs> they, they put a glass bowl on his head and waterboard him. Yeah. Like, You're down in like, his now, buddy. I am not kidding, bro. I was, there was like, a, there was a, a, like a, a layer of just water on my face. By the time <laughs> there was so much fucking mist by the time I knew it was over, but it was fun. Oh, so where would this guy's where would, would you uh if i can talk i'm trying to say is where would you rank this on your list of dc films then it's up there it's definitely up there i mean we we talked about this uh, in our review uh i really love um i really love this and i really love the snyder cut like i think the snyder cut too. for for me is, is such like an ultimate version of justice league and i just thought it's it represents a lot of what i want out of the dc universe but then this too is just something where like, I don't see Marvel making a movie like this. I don't see a lot of studios making a movie like this. I love how ballsy it is. I love how it's just all these different things molded into one. James Gunn did, did such a fantastic job handling every little aspect of this movie. So if someone was like, this is my favorite DC movie, I'd be like, yep, yeah, I, I totally get it. So it's, it's up there. It arguably could be number one for sure. It was mine. I put it at number one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back and forth right now between that and the Snyder Cut as well, between number, because I've watched it a couple of times since I saw it in theaters, and it's just so much fun. Um, but yeah, the Snyder Cut, there's just, when I saw that, I'm like... Nothing so tops that Barry Allen scene, dude. The Barry Allen scene is so good, even though I don't like how he runs, but it's still like really, really good. And I'm just like, 
got have fucking Warner Bros. just stuck to their guns. We could have gotten like a solid three hour Dark Side, man. We could have got Superman and Dark Side. We would it's in a whole nother oh. universe. It would be a completely different story. But um, but yeah, that um that and this, I have them back and forth. It's really funny because I had Shazam at number one for the longest time. Because like I said, I felt like that was like the most clear and complete movie that they had put out. Um and Seneca came out and that clearly topped it. And I'm just like, it's it's kind of a good feeling that the last two movies, even though Seneca isn't like isn't like an official movie, it's like have gotten have no, been that's good. just official to me. It's real it's trending in the right way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have it's 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 nice to know that we've the last, yeah, like the last two DC movies have been really good, have essentially topped each other. Um, mm-hmm. so like like you were saying, the future is hopefully bright because stick to it man yeah at this point i don't even care about a connected universe because even this movie alone just doesn't feel like the other it could literally be almost you can see it as like an elseworld story it doesn't really feel like a sequel so much it definitely feels like its own separate thing and just keep giving me these good movies and if you can figure out a way to make it work down the road where where it's all connected great if not i'm totally fine as long as we get good movies I'd agree. Fuck yeah, I'll take a bunch of solo movies. Give me a Red Sun yeah. Superman movie. Bro, give me that Red Hood movie already. I mean, we currently have Fuck 17. Yeah. We currently <laughs> have 17 Supermans in production, so maybe we'll get a Red <laughs> yeah. Sun. We got, we got the Michael B. Jordan. We got the potential James Gunn. We got the... Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his you got to start a Superman Deadpool on which one that's going to get scrapped. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess which one will survive. Seriously, right, right. And none of them are I don't Henry know if you Cavill. guys... Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys read uh, Superman, uh, Justice League, Gods and Monsters, but that's mm-hmm. that was like an Elseworlds story where Superman lands in Mexico. So I'm sure we'll get that one too. We'll probably get some Smash actor to come in and play. Uh, <laughs> play Superman. Play Mexico, <laughs> uh, Danny Trejo as Superman. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. We got Vin it's got to be. Around. <laughs> This one's got to be, I think, number one for me. Uh, Shazam would be number two. Just because, like, both of them, because they're shorter, their rewatchability goes up for me. So it's like I can really endear myself to them. Not to say I didn't like the Snyder Cut. I thought it was actually fantastic. I mean, everything you said, Nick, about it being a more complete version of the entire story and more like what fans actually want out of DC. Totally agree. Definitely trending in the right direction. But for me, it's like, it's just a little long. Like the only movies that I'll sit through that are that long at this point and rewatch over and over are the Lord of the Rings extended right. cuts. <laughs> oh. Chris, yeah, we still I only need to do our Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We still need to do our Lord of the Rings episode. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Because <laughs> my really co-host won't too. watch Lord of the Rings. <sighs> I'll go Lauren? top three. I think this was my top, definitely top three. It might be my favorite DC movie, but I'm I am sorry. still, mi- I haven't seen Shazam, so I need to watch what? that. Too. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Wait, so then what Pretty are the good. other two? Batman v Superman. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's actually the uh, 2017 Justice League. It's <laughs> he just uh, loves it's Man of Steel and um, what was the other one? I don't even fucking know. I can't think right now. I can't all right, think of well, all of them. I'm going to go ahead and say it was Batman v Superman. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, you will not. There's, there's Woman. I love that movie, okay? Don't even. Batman versus Superman, the emotional linchpin of that story was his employee frank bruce yeah. wayne's employee <laughs> his his love he saves no, for the it, building isn't it jack it's jack jack yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, i'm yeah. sorry he's interchangeable he loves yeah. jack totally should have been selena <laughs> he loves jack <laughs> so stupid 
Which Jack wouldn't leave the building unless Bruce Wayne told him to leave. That's a good employee yeah. right there. That's capitalism. I would have been, been out that fucking door like. <laughs> so second, you guys have like, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's more loyal than Jack. Yeah. I think yes. Aquaman's my number three. I really like Aquaman. That was a good Aquaman's movie. a blast, bro. Aquaman's yeah. so, much so much fun. fun. I heard people immediately say it was shit, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, he literally a... rode a seahorse, and it he rides was ridiculous. <laughs> bro, you got a giant crab <laughs> killing everybody. Like, Yeah, it's, it's a dumb, fun blast of a movie. But you know what's it's... also so interesting, too, dude? It's like we now live in a post Snyder Cut world where clearly Aquaman that we got is so much different oh, than, yeah. than what was being established. Very Dude, and even on. even uh, like Willem Dafoe's character was going to look completely different and completely be a different completely character. Different. Like and even Lance was going to look different. And Lance going to look different. Mirror was different. She had a British accent. That drove me crazy the most. I was like, why is she British all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just Her like that. Look more realistic. Her hair did look more realistic, yeah. It was a comic book movie, though. It literally felt like they ripped it from the pages. It felt like they traded hair for accent. (laughs) No, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like they definitely went back and they were like, because... Oh, yeah, that movie movie got tinkered with for shit. They went back and they changed so much shit. And it's so obvious now when... And once we got the uh, the Snyder Cut. That's That's why everything is so weird, bro. Like, we're getting Aquaman 2. I still can't really fathom it because i'm just like we got the I first see what one. you did there martin yeah <laughs> we uh we got the first one then we got like uh, then we got just seek so like it changed shit and now we're going back but we still don't really know much we still don't know who the villain is for the flash movie we don't really know what the the story is going to be too much for aquaman 2 and granted we don't have to know like they don't have to tell us that that's totally fine but i still can't really wrap my head about around like what's going on because everything right now is just yeah. all over the place we well gotta- i mean that's because that's because the franchise itself is just so up in the air with like yeah we don't know what their plan is like are are we eventually going to build towards another, like are we getting another justice league movie that's that's what i want to know that's my big question for dc are we ever going to see all these characters together again or is it just one of those things where it's just that ah, we'll just keep doing the solo movies and we'll keep building these mini universes within like Obviously, the Suicide Squad is getting a Peacemaker spinoff. So, who like are they going to spin off more characters with the Batman? Matt weasel. The Batman. We get, we'll get a Weasel spinoff. You'll take um, your Earth sixty seven Superman. And you'll like it. No, but that's that's what it is. So, so like the the Flash is going to open up the multiverse, and we're going to have all these different Earths. So, is that just what we're going to be dealing with? Just everything is on a different Earth now. So, it's like uh, like I want to know. I just want to know like what's your plan? Like what what's what's happening here? Just give me reverse Flash because Flash is my favorite character. Yes, so like, I'm surprised yeah. from all the set photos we've gotten so far, we haven't seen the villain from the Flash. I, I, yet. That's I, what I, I'm I, saying, dude. It's so weird. Like, I, I mean, at, at this point, I don't think it's going to be reverse Flash for the Flash. Which is, I mean, which is fine. You don't have to do him first. If we do another Flash movie, he could be the next villain. But I, at this point, I don't. Flashpoint. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it's not gonna be reverse Flash. I don't think. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I really, you, you already killed Boomerang. You know, Matt would like this. Where you have fucking Top. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, like he's gonna top be and, out there. Like, yeah, like who are you gonna? The have tricksters to out there. He's behind Flashpoint. <laughs> I mean, like the, the main the main Flash villains are like Mirror Man, Reverse Flash, Captain Godspeed Cold. now, Captain Cold, right? Gorilla, but, Gorilla, Grodd. 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 
But I can't really see like Mirror Man or Gorilla Gar or Captain of Cold working no. in this movie. It's literally got to like, be Reverse Flash. Too. Yeah, and it's, you're not. It's do- Warner Brothers execs. That's the villain in this one. <laughs> Walter Hamada really just running the streets. Problem. He turns around. It was me buried this whole time. <laughs> oh my god, that's the fucking problem. It's literally Warner Brothers. You like they just- clearly going to be Weather Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I heard That's the other role. day that it's going to be Evil Barry from another universe, and I'm like, Savitar's really Barry. Savitar, yeah, it's going like, to be Savitar. There's enough evil oh God. fucking flashes. You don't got to make it just. It's going to be Savitar. Yeah, that'd be a little weird. Just... It's going to be emo Barry. Savitar's going to be. <laughs> it's Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man to me, just flipping his hair. <laughs> That's essentially. That's essentially what it is. It's literally like, with a scar. It's fucking emo Barry. It's crazy. <laughs> I hope it's in a in a, in a Megatron costume. Oh my! God. <laughs> I, I I've stopped watching that show and for good reason because oh, yeah. as you there's lightsaber battles. I don't know, man. But <laughs> wait, so you it's didn't not... see? Did you see the season with the thinker? I saw that one. That was the last one okay. I watched. Okay. Same. Did you see the Power Same. Ranger team up fight that <laughs> no. I saw on Twitter? Dude, I saw I saw, I saw clips the, and it looks horrendous. It yeah. looks so bad. Yeah, They're fighting so Godspeed, but even Iris has powers and they have lightsabers. And I was like, Bro, everyone's got powers. <laughs> everyone's got powers. And in that, in that <laughs> I was like, I dodged a bullet on this. No, Barry, <laughs> we run fast. Yeah, and fucking in Godspeed, they made him thick. They like, made they patted, him. They patted yeah. that ass. Up. I was like, <laughs> bro, like adding some C's to that thickness, but that boy got three C's. Yeah, five, bro. It was fucking five. I was like, Jesus. So all right. Go I ahead, man. Say plug ourselves away as we wrap it up, probably, right? Yeah. Anybody else got anything they want to say about this film that we didn't already delve into? I feel like we kind of covered everything, honestly. I will say one more thing. The music is incredible. Oh, that's the soundtrack is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, between by... between John Murphy and, and just the soundtrack of songs that they picked, it's it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah I'm uh I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the um excuse me, the uh the opening with the Jim Carroll band, Everybody Who Dies, like mm-hmm. that whole opening sequence is such a such a blast. And then all the other songs that they picked, like are just obviously James Gunn knows his music and I think oh, he yeah. did a really good, really good job at like picking uh picking the right songs. Agreed. I liked some of the I, I have to mention this because I'm here with the effing nerds and they they always inspire me to look at the technical side of film. Uh, whenever I'm listening to your guys episodes on movies, you always bring up okay. like the, the technical aspects of filmmaking and two scenes that jumped out at me. The very opening scene with Savant where they did the horror movie, you know, come in upside down flip on the uh, reflection. Mm-hmm. That was a great shot. Oh, the other yeah. one that really stood out to me was the fight with, uh, I think it was Rick Flag oh, and of the helmet um, of the helmet. Yeah, yeah, so cool. yeah. Actually, so cool. that's a that's definitely from a comic book, but I can't put my finger on which one it is. But I, I have like a very clear memory of seeing that in the comic book, but I just can't remember what it is. I'm gonna have to look it up and see if if I'm right or if I'm just bullshitting myself. But, um, but yeah, also that's a good mention. Good, that's a good thing you brought up because I really love the way the film is structured. You essentially like you're cutting back and forth between um, you're cutting back and forth between the same scene, but just seeing it from a different perspective, whether it's the opening beach sequence, which we get it from team one's perspective and then team two or the final sequence, you know, um, like we were talking about when they're having that big fight between Peacemaker and and Flag. It's like we have that scene being told from being seen from their perspective and then we cut back eight minutes earlier. And then we see it again from um, from the other. We see it from the other 
team members perspective we see why the bonds blew up early and it was just really fun of how they really structured and put the uh, put the movie together yeah and I, I would also say too there's a very big practical element to this movie where it's a lot of sets and i think a lot of that goes into the be just being set on corto maltese which like you know with with guardians and a lot of the marvel movies and even you know even superhero movies in general like dc does it too where it's, it's a lot of special effects a lot of green screen this felt real like it felt very like down and dirty and and yeah. i think even james gunn talked about it how some of the biggest sets he's ever worked on were built for this like especially at the end with jotunheim and the collapsed structure there's like three different variations of that set that they built just to film everything and i, and I just love that they took such a practical stance on making this movie because it just makes the movie that much better Right. And he said that a lot of it was filmed in the back lot of Warner Brothers. And he said that it was it was a challenge because they were always challenging the lighting. Right. So the fact that they were able to to, you know, make it make the lighting look seamless in the movie was uh, another like kudos to to that department. Did a oh, yeah. job. Well, I think we have literally said everything that we can say about this film. We all liked it. <laughs> If you're still listening to the end of this episode, these are all awesome shows. I listen to every single one of these podcasts like on my own time and can't recommend them enough. I would not count myself amongst these other three shows. Uh, but if you want to listen to some dumb shit, check out the Geek Peak at geekpeakpod.com. They're going to say, check out the F nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I just start plugging everyone else's social media. I did just you. realize that we had, you know, you and Josh have the, the nerds and then Chris and I have the geek. It's perfectly balanced as all things should be. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> which one, which one's Luke and which one's Leia? You know, I'll be your princess Leia. <laughs> there you go. There you, go. <laughs> you just have to go punch my grandma real quick. <laughs> That's Line her up. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all the grandmas you got. I'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> just like line them up like, uh, you know, like when Peacemaker like just walks by, just <laughs> dash them just line them up and just oh, punch geez. them. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> now you've been looking. I'm just going to follow through and see how many I can take down in one punch. Uh, the FNR should not condone any uh, violence against elderly people. We love old people. Bullshit. 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 We love everybody's grandma. We love them all. Especially those with a lot of money. If you're looking for uh, a sugar baby. Yeah, yeah. Chris is single. He'll take it. Money. His landlord already thinks he's running trains every weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Chris, what down. are you doing hosting bingo night every Saturday? Okay, well, for those of you listening who are like, what the hell are they talking gone about? Too far. <laughs> My landlady asked me the other day, she's like, hey, I think you need to put your girlfriend on your lease because she's spending more than 50% of her time at your house. And I'm like, I haven't had a girlfriend in like seven months, lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me the crying every single day. <laughs> yeah. It's Chris just slays pussy. They're female think... companions. <laughs> oh, I think she was just trying to make sure you were single. Yeah, she's, yeah she's, that's just like a, it in. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like the landlady. Like, she's like the landlady from Yes Man. She's about to take off her teeth. And, uh, <laughs> Josh is gonna have to come and punch her. Yeah, show you a good time. She'd be like, "Don't worry, landlady. I pay them to be here." It's like, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, on, a, on a serious note, uh, you can catch us at Hops Geek News episodes <laughs> weekly. Search Hops News. That's where you can find us. And. uh Oh man, this has been fun. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. This, this was an absolute blast. Again, to echo Chris's, I listened to 
all your guys' podcasts. I love each and every one of your shows. And yeah, man, just just keep doing your thing, guys, man. It's, it's, I mean, I, I love this. I want to do this again. Like, and I know we've been talking about doing this for a long time, just yeah. doing this massive just team up. So I'm happy we really got to do this. Yeah, guys, Nick needs more friends. So well, I do need more friends. So <laughs> after yeah. after Josh plugs himself, I do have something to say in this regard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Four Nerds by Nerds podcast every Monday and Friday. We get new episodes. Uh, FMBM podcast on Twitter. Oh, yeah, FN Nerds, uh, Nick and Martin. Uh, new episodes eventually. I realized you guys have chosen a hero and just know that you can't have heroes without villains. So mm. we may be seeing each other down the line. Bum, bum, bum. Dude, I, I, really, I really hope that this is actually happening. I would love to see you guys do like the villain side of it because I think that would be such a nice companion to to this. All right, like, the, the, whole, the whole, the whole Justice League thing. I'll, I'll break it right here. You're going to do have, it? Yes. We have a Legion. Monologue. We have yes. a Legion of Doom. Oh, we yeah. Legion of Doom. We have formed the... Reverse Le- Flash Dibs. Dibs, Reverse Flash Dibs. Uh, <laughs> bro, we're not in it. We're already in the Justice League one. You're on the Justice League. God damn it. Just to piss off Matt. Uh, Nick are, can be Justice League. And I'll, you're I'll, our enemy. I won't <laughs> go ahead and spoil the characters yet. However, just know that we are coming for you. And Wait, are you guys going to do villains to the heroes that were chosen? Yes. Oh, so who's, who's Merlin? Well, uh, we, I don't know if it's exact lineup because there might be a, another re. No, I don't think anybody has a repeat. Actually, I have to look again. But just know that I have lined my villain up exactly with one of your heroes. Yes, and uh, we have a legion. There is seven of us, and uh, we are going to film and record some bomb ass shit. Josh is going to work his magic with his animations. Which, by the way, Josh, you should kind of do it for this team up too. Just saying. But oh, I will not to whore you out <laughs> like that. But like, get to work, Josh. Get yeah. to but work. Like, why aren't you in your uniform? <laughs> <laughs> Josh knows a guy. Yeah, I know, I know a guy. Let's look I, at know, I, I know a guy. <laughs> you can't have heroes without villains because heroism always breeds contempt. And so we have formed a legion and we will be seeing you very soon. And we're going to fuck it. you up. I yeah, love it. Suck it, heroes. <laughs> I can't wait. Nerds. Josh is out punching grandmas. I'm here for it. He Josh has his villain. own villain. He's out beating up old ladies. That's gonna be I mean, Josh is punching grandmas. Chris is running trains. There's some fucking. Oh, no. Don't put that in the video. There's some sick shit going on, man. We're just some real villainy out here. So yeah. stay tuned for that. Hell yeah. All right, Jits. Well, uh, on this moment, we normally end our episode with we're going to go ahead and climb down off of this mountaintop. So thank you for joining us for The Geek Peak, Hops Geek News, Four Nerds by Nerds, and The F and Nerds, the ultimate collab here for the Suicide Squad. Hell yeah. Cheers, everybody. See everyone later. Later.